Hello, and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason. And we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more. So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F, F Yeah, yeah Disney. Disney. Hey there, and welcome to FBI Disney episode 21. How the hell are you doing? Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different, uh, more than we usually do, as we not only have guest hosts joining us, uh, but we're also going to be sharing insights into why we love Disney. Today's guest hosts are Andy and Mike, who are part of the crew that hosts their own show, Geek Salad, where they discuss their love of all things that are super geeky. Uh, Julia has been longtime friends with these super geeks, and we are stoked to have them join us today as we talk and play Disney Tag. These questions can be found online, or to make it easier, we have included a link in the show notes. And these questions were also stolen from our pals over at Podcateers, and I'll have a link to their podcast as well. And uh, with all that being said, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having us. Glad to be here. Yeah. Mike's dog Thanks. is very excited to be on the show. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess, uh, how about you guys get us started by telling us about yourselves uh, individually, if you'd like, and then also about Geek Salad, and then if you want to share any mud on Julie uh, that the world needs to know, <laughs> please let us know. All right. Well, Mike and I have been hosting uh, Geek Salad for nigh on 12 years this summer. Wow. Um, we are we are just fastly approaching our 200th uh, official episode, even though we've done a number of like smaller little side episodes and I don't count our two parters as two separate episodes, but yeah, we are your one-stop shop for all things nerdy and without any evidence to back this up, we are the longest running nerd podcast on the <laughs> internet. I well, mean, I remember you guys were uh, celebrating 10 years when one little spice came out. That's right. That's yeah. right. In fact, we had a shout out to you that my daughter recorded for our, uh, our opening bumper for that one. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, we um, you know, Mike and I have been joined. I've been Mike. Mike uh, started hosting. What was the official episode, Mike? Uh, first time I was in studio was episode six, I believe. Right, right. But I was I was submitting uh, audio for from three on from like episode three on, and he just he just kind of like hung around. We didn't have the uh, you know, <laughs> we, I I just couldn't ask him to leave. Um, <laughs> but throughout, we've kind of had a revolving door of other co-hosts. Uh, there was another Mike, original recipe Mike that started the show. Um, <laughs> you know, my lifelong friend Jim has, uh, been a, been a kind of a co-host on and off. And for the last five years, we've had, or six years now, rather, uh, we've had Joe and Catherine as our constant, uh, co-hosts. So it's really been a four-man team. Uh, we just introduced a new member to the team, uh, our friend Todd, uh, last year and he joins us whenever he can and yeah we're it's 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 interesting because we're not a one or a two-man show we we have we have conversations we have the kind of conversations that you want to have uh when you've been drinking and eating interesting snacks and just getting on a subject picking a subject and talking about it like and cheese balls like cheese balls we had our most popular episode is our potato chip episode from last year we also yeah. talk about um, movies, we talk about TV, a lot of music. Every year we, we earmark our April episode for Disney talk. 
Mm-hmm. So nice. we, yeah, there's always there's always something cooking in the Geek Salad kitchen. Um, now, in terms of, of where we know Julie from, um, Mike, why don't you why don't you take this? Well, uh, I started uh, working. Well, I didn't work for Verizon itself, but I worked for a contract company, and I worked in the same store that Julie was in. What were you called? Uh, it was uh, Flextronics. Flextronics. That's what it was. I was like. Tronic, Tron, what? Flextronics. There oh, I wish it was Tron. <laughs> oh, too cool. But uh, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, and I've known Julie from from that, um, and we kind of bonded over our mutual love of Disney. Um, I sure. uh, went down to Disney. Actually, we we went down together and met up with my uh, sister and her family. I kind of invited uh, myself on that trip. He was like, I'm going to Disney with my family. I was like, oh, my God, take me with you. And he was like, I was like totally joking. And he's like, OK, come on. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> all right, OK, sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and she uh, quickly bonded with my uh, my sister and her family as well. Nice. Was, was awesome. that the Grand Marshall trip or is that different? Yep. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was. Nice. Nice. That's and cool. I I also worked for Verizon. Um, I knew Julie through uh, trainings and meetings. We actually never work together in the sense that, you know, two people work together in the same area. Um, but, you know, we were we were well aware of each other and um, because of our mutual friendship with Mike, uh, that's that's how we got to know each other. And in the last since since she's she's been out of uh, Verizon and Mike's been out of Verizon for a few years as well. Uh, what keeps us together is is our love of Disney as well, because um I recently rediscovered Disney about four years ago on a trip uh, we took for my daughter as a surprise. And my wife and I just found what our midlife crisis was going to be. <laughs> I don't need a like car. That. I just need more Disney. Yes. Best midlife crisis ever. Yep. And those yeah, ice amazing. cold bathrooms in America. Oh, my God. Yes. That interesting story about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> About two years ago, Julie joined us on our YouTube channel to discuss kind of like the best and worst of Walt Disney uh, World. And we talked about Epcot, and I was kind of like bemoaning, why do you need the American Pavilion? You already have Frontierland in, <laughs> in, um, in the Magic Kingdom. And she's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. The booze is all awful, but they have the coldest restrooms on property. <laughs> So we went yep. last year, and I'm like, and for for like two years, I'm just I'm just threatening her with this. Apropos of nothing, I'm just going to send you a message that says you were right. Well, he's like sitting on the crapper in the American bathroom. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Are you kidding me? I don't use public bathrooms on a normal basis. I'm not. Yes. Thank you. I, I did, but I was walking through. I'm like, I have to go in. And I asked my son, Jamie, you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, sure. So we go in there, and true to my word, through Facebook Messenger. With uh, Mike and his girlfriend kind of tied to the same message, I said, "Julie, you were right," and That's then left that. her to decipher that for like two hours to figure out what it was. <laughs> I thought it was like, "Oh." Well, one thing I will say, just kind of uh, on the side, is that from what I understand, Julie hasn't actually gone inside the American uh, experience yet to see the show and everything, and uh, nor has she seen the Voices of Liberty. So I have heard the Voices of Liberty, the very end of them, when I was going to pick up my Festival of the Arts pass yeah, holder. That, that doesn't count. Watercolor of Beauty and the Beast. I'm sitting just... in the rotundra. In the I was in the rotundra. In the front, where you can get the full echo of the whole acoustics and stuff. I, I was, but I was just there for the very end of it. 
I know you gotta be there from the very beginning with like uh, four uh, beers, in, and if you have like four beers in you too, it's even better. Yeah, it'll, it, some of that, it'll make you cry that, even harder. Some of that weak ass American shit that they serve in the American Pavilion. Well, see, that's why I go to so the little. They uh, have. The little they small have. Uh, hey, that's still America, but they have the um, Kentucky yeah, have bourbon. Kid. They have a exactly. Kentucky bourbon, Kentucky bourbon barrel ale or something mm-hmm. that Jason introduced me to. And he was like, I'm going to get this. And I was like, I'm going to get mm hops. <clears throat> and uh, then I tried to drink all of his beer and tried to pawn off my crappy racist beer on him. Uh, mm, yeah. Ra- racist beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't drink beer at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, t- side note, I recently found out that Zach Hansen is extremely conservative and very racist, so... I am no longer a Hanson fan, unfortunately. R.I.P. Julie's ha- uh, Hanson fandom. It was it was a, it was awful. You'd like, have thought Jesus. that I, I like, like we her and I were getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, was, one of my one of my friends who I know through Hanson, we were talking about it, and she's like, "It really is the worst breakup I've ever been through because I've literally been listening to Hanson since I was eight years old." Literally, whenever, you know, you go to orientation or anything and they're like, hey, tell us an interesting fact about yourself. Mine is always I'm a super huge Hanson fan. It's just been a part of my identity for so long. Julie, you've got Hanson Hanson lyrics tattooed on you. I do. And that's going to be like an old old ex-girlfriend tattooed on the arm. Yeah. I I told her exactly. That's uh, the curse. Except it's one of those things where the lyrics became part of me, so it's mine now and not theirs. And it was also it was also a song written and sung by Isaac Hansen, who is not Zach Hansen, so it's a little bit better. But still, but yes, they're my words now. That's so funny. (laughs) Sorry, I had to uh, I had to explain my racist beer comment. (laughs) No, I appreciate you you uh, doing that because I'm glad you brought that up. Maybe it was good therapy for you. So that being oh, said, and then, sorry, let's, get our, real quick. let's get the train back on the track. Sorry, hold on. One more what? thought. What? Um, one of my friends shared Hanson singing the National Anthem the other day, and I was scrolling through my feed, and my volume was on, and I heard their voices, and it was, like, so heartbreaking. Oh, no. It was awful. <laughs> I was like, no, they still sound so good. Yeah. With black hearts. So that being said, uh, today's going to be fun because we have 16 questions to talk about that will give, uh, I think, the four of us – some insights into ourselves, but also to each other on uh, Disney stuff. Because going through these questions, uh, they're not easy questions to answer. Definitely. No. Uh, and I'm not one to answer questions directly and straight. I'm really like devil's advocate sometimes on the fence, you know, yeah. type of thing. So for these questions, uh, def- definitely took me a while to figure out. And a couple of them, well, one specific su- one question I still don't have an answer to, and I'm hoping it's going to come to me. But other than that, I hope that also amongst us that we can uh, upset some people with our answers, cause some controversy. <laughs> and I told oh, Julie um, that she might even want to file for a divorce after one of my answers. So uh-oh. we will find out what happens here. I can almost guarantee that there's going to be some uh, controversy on here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mike's going to question his friendship to all of us. <laughs> 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 I might. One of my answers might upset all three of you. So we'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> so I think Julie's going to be the uh, the head speaker here and the one that directs the questions and usually in life i like to say ladies first and uh but we have two guests tonight so i think we should have our guests go first time what do you think all right so ladies first andy a scene in 
<laughs> just kidding. Fair, um, fair. <laughs> you are the oh, one please. wearing a headband. Tonight. I have the longest hair out of all of us now. You do. That is true. Yeah. And you're also wearing a headband. So. Yeah. Yeah, my husband looks adorable with the Haunted Mansion poster behind her. Uh, <clears throat> All right, so uh, so a scene in any Disney movie you wish you could experience. It would be the right lever scene ah. from the Emperor the Emperor's New Groove with the with the water slide roller coaster going faster, faster. I feel like they That's should make so that into funny. a ride at Disney. <laughs> I, I could totally see you on Even, that day too. I guess it really wouldn't work in Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, but instead of making like a villain's park, if they didn't want to go that far, they can make it like a villain's water park. And you know those water slides they have that like the trap door. just drop you down? It could be that with Yzma screaming in the background, wrong lever! Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I, would, a, I wouldn't go on it, but it'd still be awesome. I have a visceral, <laughs> I have a visceral dislike of water parks of all kinds. Because they're ninety eight percent pee, so <laughs> and two percent chlorine. Yeah, exactly. I just want to say that you pee on yourself if you have a jelly fight, jelly fight, jellyfish sting to disinfect it. So I think it's actually supposed to take one. away the sting, not actually disinfect it. It's, it's yeah, right. it's not gonna disinfect it. It does a little of both, doesn't it? No. The isn't the ammonia doesn't the doesn't the ammonia in your urine. Help nope. disinfect it? No, nope. urine. Still pee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you supposed to use vinegar? It's still bodily waste. She's looking this up now. I really hope that this, this episode was going to be like this. Like, we'll ask a question and then just go off the rails every time. Yeah, exactly. So, what I'll do, actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going to blind tag Julie here and ask Mike the same question then. A scene from any Disney movie you wish you could experience. Okay. Uh, it's actually. Uh, if you if this was a video, then you could see that my background it is uh, Zootopia, and it would be the entrance into Zootopia, riding mm-hmm. the train. Because I mean, it's just when you're going through that, you know, you're looking through Judy's eyes, you see everything of the this magnificent city, and I would just I would just ride that train around the city for hours on end. Oh nice. man, I you know, and I hope that when they, that they've been talking about expanding Animal Kingdom and putting the Zootopia land back there where the Furufiki's uh, gimmick is back there in the back. Yeah. And you have to take the train out there. And every time I go on Hogwarts uh, Express to go over to, to Islands of Adventure at Universal Studios, in my mind, I'm like thinking like, God, this would be incredible technology oh, if they yeah. could up this at Disney and have it like we're doing the same thing, you know, have the roof be all glass and like, you know, with the way that Disney's technology is now with days, especially like the space restaurant and just everything going on with all the projections and the augmented reality, because I had heard that they actually had filed patents for some specific augmented reality things. So say like you're on the monorail going from Magic Kingdom to Epcot, and all of a sudden like Iron Man like flies by the monorail, you know, like an augmented reality kind of thing. That would so, be awesome. It'd be gnarly if they did that in the train. Yeah, because I agree, dude. I love that movie so much. It's one of my top di- Disney, oh, yeah. Disney movies. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. So the internet is saying it's sterile and it's non-sterile. So I guess when it immediately when leaves your when it immediately <laughs> I know right she would be able to when sleep it, if she didn't look that up tonight <laughs> when it immediately leaves your body it is sterile but if it sits for any amount of time it grows bacteria okay cool good cool. glad to know that sorry Mike what was yours <laughs> it was uh... oh my god. <laughs> 
just quickly, the entrance I, scene, I heard the rest of the conversation. I just didn't hear that part of it. It was the entrance scene to Zootopia. Oh, right yes. Train into it. That would be the, the moment I would love to experience. Cl- close runner-up, I would love to be able to live in um, the Swiss Family Treehouse Treehouse. The Swiss Family... Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse? That's it, yes. There thank you go. You. <laughs> I couldn't think of it either. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, that thing. I almost just yelled at you to turn the bedroom light off because I didn't remember that you're in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought I'd become my father. Every time he used to be like, we don't work for Edison. Turn the lights off. I was like, <laughs> you're crazy. And now I'm like, why is the coffee maker on? Why is there a light in the kitchen on? Do you need the kitchen and the dining room light on at the same time? Edison was a bitch. Yeah, if we had had Tesla, Tesla we would have power unlimited right now. Exactly. So who are you tagging, Mike? Uh, I'm tagging you, Jason. All right, cool. So for me, it would be to be on the ground in the grass with Rapunzel when she puts her bare feet in the grass for the very first time and experiences that whole situation. I I think it'd be so much fun because I'm like a a barefoot person myself, and I know like just how textures feel, you know, and I love it. I'm and obsessed just, with just good to be grass. There through her whole bipolar experience as well would be <laughs> <laughs> totally hilarious. It'd be fun. I'm such a terrible daughter. But, I'm having the best time of my life. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. I need I, to go I, I back my, home. My first initial thought was, uh, answer to this was to be with Moana when Tafiti goes from being the monster to the island, like seeing that yeah. whole transformation Ooh. of person. But I might also freak out because everything that's happening. So I think in reality-wise, even though this is all, you know, not reality, quote-unquote, I would rather be in a more calm experience with someone who's bipolar having fun in the grass. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, Julie, how about yourself? (sighs) So I thought I had one, and then you brought up Moana. Well, what's your first answer? Uh, My first answer is on the boat with uh, Eugene. When they see the lanterns, I would be Rapunzel. Just saying. Just dump her in the water? No, I would be Rapunzel. Oh, I see. Ah. <laughs> Your hair's too short for that. Well, it wasn't, all right? I had a Rapunzel <laughs> wedding. Uh, it was still too short. <laughs> um, but yeah, just being on the boat and the lanterns and having Zachary... Nope, that's not his name, is it? Yeah. Zachary Levi sing to me. Hmm. Nice. I mean, Eugene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Flynn. Flynn Rider. That would be an excellent experience. But then Jason brought up Moana. And in the beginning where she is standing and the the ocean keeps giving her shells. And then she's standing and there's the whole like seawall that's parted for her. Mm. And she sees all the sea creatures swimming. Oh, mm. Yeah. Pretty magical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Great answer. All, right. All right. So next. Number two. We're going to go with Mike. An unforgettable experience you've had at the parks. Well, I mean, I've got to go with uh, when we were grandmasters of the parade. Except we were grand marshals. We, we, were, we were not the, uh, <laughs> the Jeff Goldblums of the parade. <laughs> well, I kind of was. Um, hello? Yeah, you, you were. Hi. Yeah. I see. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, you were. But yeah, no, when we were grand, grand marshals of the parade, I mean... Dude, I still have my ears I mean, from what, that. 
what, what can top that? Oh man, I was so, still so jealous. <laughs> I remember, I remember me, Maddie, and uh, Brooke would go and one, two, three, princess wave. <laughs> and then I dropped my ears, and the cute boy holding the banner behind us picked them up for me. Yeah, I still remember. I got, uh, I got actually my ears accidentally uh, brushed the cake, uh, Caden's cake, birthday cake. That no, night. no, no. But I washed it off, and it's still good. Good, good. Heck yeah. Good stuff. All right, I'm going to tag Julie on this one. <sighs> okay. So I have a couple, but... <sighs> so the there, there are two that really stick out in my mind. The first one... Okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> the first one... <sighs> I've told the story many a times and been really excited about it before, and it kind of became the uh, running inside joke of my trip with Mike. Um, but once upon a time, I had this favorite band until I discovered that they weren't good people, and I got to meet them at Epcot, and that was awesome in the moment. Um, and I had a carrot cake cookie. You did. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so so that was epic in and of its moment. But um, I also got proposed to at the Tree of Life. That was a that was a fun story because uh, <laughs> so Jason and I were in Animal Kingdom, and I remember I just had like a crazy amount of energy that night to the point where I was like running ahead of him and doing like figure eights in front of him, like running down the street. Craziness. Super annoying. <laughs> you loved it. Um, so who proposed to you? <laughs> Andy, um, <laughs> but it was uh, a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, we had beers in our hand, and Jason goes, "Hey, do you want a mint?" First off, before that, I had been complaining that the tree wasn't working on the back side of the tree, and that I wanted to go to the front of the tree to see this video, and I was being such a pain. And then Jason goes, "Hey, do you want a mint?" And I look at him and I go, no, why would I want a mint? I'm drinking a beer and you're going to finish my beer when I'm done. So why are you going to eat a mint? And then I go back to looking at the tree and he gets down on one knee, opens up the mint tin and goes, well, do you want to marry me instead? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, crying ensued. And then we got our picture in front of the tree. And one of the cast members took a picture of my engagement ring. And it was super magical. And it was at Christmas time, so there were lanterns and pretty colors, and it was awesome. <laughs> awesome. Sounds like a fun time. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> Wish you could have been there, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Jason's is the exact same thing, right? <laughs> no, Jason has a different one. His wife is not offended at all. <laughs> I have an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be the honorable mention? Great. Well, it's honor. Next, <laughs> uh, I guess it is. Yeah, sure. Right. So my honorable mention uh, is what Julie just said. That was a uh, definitely a great experience. Definitely, it's one that will stick in my in my ribs forever. And uh, for it was this was a really a, like it was kind of a hard one. The first one, like the one my my true one that is well, I'm gonna say it was definitely came to mind first. But I've I've had some pretty amazing times at Disney. Just family times, um, being a cast member. Those times, uh, you know, I can go on for days about my experiences with guests and stuff that I've had. Uh, but as a cast member, uh, getting my main gates and allowing to uh, 
use my guest passes for my kids for the very first time, which was my son's first time going to Magic Kingdom, really going to Disney at all. And uh, just that whole day with the kids. Uh, my son was about six, I believe, at the time. Let's see, I've been there eight years. He's 13 this year, so five, which is a great time for kids to go to Disney for the first time, you know, in terms of being able to control them, and it's, you know. <laughs> but uh, all day, he just could not wait to, because he had heard Tinkerbell flies off the castle that end of the night. Uh, this is also the time period when uh, Wishes was, was part of the show, mm-hmm. and also the Electric Light Parade was still there. So we're watching Electric Light Parade, which is one of my favorite parades still to this day, and have him on my shoulders and my daughter's next to me and just the three of us like having this moment watching Tinkerbell go by on the beginning of the you know the parade and then just the whole moments and then we went and uh, watched the fireworks show for wishes and then seeing Tink come off the castle and he just he was like oh so excited and I'm just like he's on my shoulders and I'm just running tears down my face and uh, it was just so gnarly because he had his little ears on his head you know it was just so much fun and his sister who just turned 21 yesterday is uh, a great big sister and she's also a big Disney nerd too. So like she was enjoying the same experience that I was enjoying from a different perspective from being a sister. So it's definitely, you know, being a cast member and then getting my kids and, and you know, for my first time being a cast member and getting to show them where I worked and the stuff that I made as a glass blower and, you know, my stuff's in the windows on main street that thousands of guests get to see every day and come in and, you know, watch me working and stuff. It was uh, definitely super magical. Nice. For sure. Nice. Awesome. Andy, over to you. All right. So I have a whole lot of great memories as well. Almost all of them um, are about like the late nights at Disney. And the one that sticks out the most was uh, on our, our trip last year when we did the extra hours. We did the extra ticketed event. We were there till two in the morning. And um, my seven, it was, he was six at the time. My six, year old and my 11 year old were just they were having the time of their life they weren't tired at all and the last ride that we did was a twofer for uh big thunder mountain so we went on it's like we got time you want to do it again and ran and just got back on and the second we realized when we got off i i I stopped for a second kind of to catch my breath and just watch how excited my kids were and i said to them hey guys Today, between the, the trip earlier today and tonight, we did every single rideable attraction in this park. You guys conquered the park, and they were both thrilled. They're telling people as we're walking out, like, we conquered the park! We conquered the park! <laughs> That's so that awesome. was just, oh, it's an amazing yeah. thing. And it was only coupled with the fact that because we were staying at the Poly and the only ride back was the, uh, the ferry... So it, it took us to the TTC, and because of all the construction, it took us literally a half hour to find the walkway back to the poly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. It's like three, it's almost four in the morning, and I'm like, do we have to be at Epcot at what time? What time's our <laughs> fast pass? Eleven? Shit. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Next. What's our next question? Julie. Oh, that's me. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> and I was you're like, right now, damn it. Me a question. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Jason. What non-Disney song reminds you 
or bring oh god that was awful way of phrasing that what non-disney song reminds you or brings back memories of disney and or the parks so this was one of the ones one of the questions that i couldn't think of a specific song but genre wise like anything that's like big band or like very old jazz style music always brings me back to main street and, and walking uh back in the cut through that you can take to get from the hub on main street to cut through to go to tomorrowland uh, which they usually open that up during the parades and the fireworks for kind of overflow for guests and there's and always the christmas kind of like party this 50s and the halloween party if you've right yeah exactly Never done there's, one a, of there's a name for that road i, I, I should know it because i we you know, work there but it is what it is but uh yeah just that old timey classic music you know the old the old classic disney black and white cartoons old mickey mouse and even going back to um you know during uh alice and the alice comedy stuff that they would do like just the old harpsichord piano it's like we'll go into casey's corner and listen to the guy playing the piano there you know yeah. like i just yeah. that, that kind of music always just kind of brings me right back into disney so so when you hear the ice cream truck going down the road except for my old like uh, you know julia my old ice cream man uh would play bob marley and uh, did cool. not sell ganja out of the ice cream truck. He actually sold ice cream. <laughs> or so you thought. Ganja. Yeah, probably. Exactly. <laughs> Especially the neighborhood I was living in. <laughs> I've cornered this market. <laughs> <laughs> like Big Perm. So, uh, yeah. But yeah so that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Mike, I'll tag you. Okay. Uh, my song that reminds me of Disney is uh, the end credit theme from E.T., Okay, wow. yep. Because one of my favorite rides in the park is uh, Living with the Land. And some and like uh, a few years ago I was down there just by myself and I actually spent like an hour of just like sitting and relaxing in um I was thinking in the winter area of of uh, the seasons. Awesome. And you know, during you know while, while sitting there they you know they got the music playing and I don't know why it's not Disney music. But it's not, and one of the songs that played that I was like, "Oh, I, I recognize it," is the the end theme from ET. You know that. So interesting. And yeah, so whenever I hear that song, I'm like I'm back in the winter area of a season, just sitting there reading a book and enjoying people watching. Heck yeah! I can't watch ET. I cry every time I watch that movie. <laughs> Even still. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I'm going to tag Andy. All right. So this is going to sound weird. Uh, there's, there is some setup to this story, by the way. So um, I took my wife for her birthday a few years ago. It's just kind of a couple's weekend uh, away to Disney. And we were in the British Pavilion in Epcot. And I was wearing my Foo Fighters t-shirt. And um, I got into a conversation with one of the, uh, the guys working at one of the shops there. Uh, who was from England, he's like, oh, I saw the Foo Fighters at uh, the O2 Stadium. It was amazing. And the band that opened up for them really opened my eyes. It's a band called Bithy Clyro. They're an Irish band. And I'm like, I'm not familiar with them. He's like, if you like the Foo Fighters, you will like this band. And I'm like, you know what? Because guest services are always so awesome at Disney World. I'm going to take your word for it. I went on my phone. I went on to Spotify. I typed in the name. I saved the artist. And I went, like, I probably went about a week before I actually listened to it. And the song Animal came up. And I'm like, shit, this kid was right. <laughs> Heck yeah. 
So it, awesome. I very rarely take wow. musical recommendations from total strangers, but because it was all part of the Disney experience, I had to. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, that's fun, man, when those kind of little things like that happen. They yeah. just make the connections for you. Julie. Oh my god, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Oh my. <sighs> Crap. Did you have to come back to this one? No, I literally had it. Oh my god. Fuck. <laughs> No, because I was looking through my music and I was like, what the fuck song reminds me of Disney that's not Disney? And I was. Yeah, it was a, it's a tough rolling. one. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Anything from Michael Giacchino. Yeah, but mostly so, his, his best known stuff is Disney stuff. Like, okay. Including uh, Space Mountain. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess um, the song New Year's Day by Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, so when Jason and I first started talking, um, I remember playing the song for him or telling him one of the lyrics in the songs or making him listen to it or whatever it was. Um, and one of the lyrics is... Um, I want your midnights, but I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. So, like, I'm there for you through the good and the bad. <laughs> yeah. And that is kind of what stemmed our New Year's Disney wedding. Mm-hmm. So, like, that will always bring me back there. It's not the song that I was literally just thinking of, but it's definitely one of them. Nice. nice. It's a good one. Yeah. Killer. I, I even right. just texted Amy and was like, Amy, what did I used to listen to on my headphones when things got really crazy and my anxiety kicked up when we were in Disney? But I cannot for the life of me remember what I was listening to. Mm. I know it was something specific and I know I was listening to it on repeat. Actually, it might have been The Greatest Showman. Okay. But obviously if it doesn't remind me of Disney as I'm thinking about it, it probably wasn't it. I like your first answer. Me too. I'll add all this other crap. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, All right, Jason. What was the first time you went to a Disney... When was the first time you went to a Disney park? Uh, So it's my first Disney memory, and I don't know how old I was. I guess I I could go back and Google it or whatever. Uh, but it was during the time period when Epcot was still under construction, and they were uh, the monorail still went. They had the monorail done to go to Epcot, and it would go through the park and then stop, and they would let you get off and go onto this platform, and you could stand there and look at the ball. And I remember the ball, the the Spaceship Earth wasn't completely paneled on the the exterior panels because it's two layers, so you could still see some of the black uh, exposed to it. And you know that was back in mid early 80s i guess well before that it was like 79 probably 78 considering the park opened in 81 actually i thought i've got opened in 82 82 i think yeah Yeah. it was yeah yeah. october 1st 1982 yeah because 35 was 17 yeah so being born in 76 i was still pretty young uh but my sister I, i don't remember if my sister was there or not but i do remember going out there holding my mom's hand uh, with my grandmother taking us there. My grandmother uh, was always big on getting us into the parks and stuff. 
And uh, so that's like my first Disney memory, which was probably the first time I was there at Disney in, in the parks, which I, I remember. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'll tag Julie this time. Yay! The first time I was in a Disney park was when I was 21 years old. I didn't get a Disney childhood. It's okay. I had a really awesome childhood. My parents are amazing. We went on cute vacations. They were wonderful. Uh, but yeah, so the first time I was 21, I do not think I had a drink in the park the entire time that I was there, but I was 21. And I know that the first park I went to was Blizzard, well, technically, was Blizzard Beach. And I remember eating the most amazing Cobb salad I've ever had in my entire life. But the first park park that we went to was Magic Kingdom. And I remember walking into the park just as the Move It Shake It parade was coming out next to the fire station. And it was playing Hannah Montana music. And of course, I was obsessed with Hannah Montana at 21. <laughs> and I was just like insanely overjoyed that like, oh my gosh, I was hearing Hannah Montana at a parade literally seconds after walking into the Magic Kingdom. It was one of the most magical experiences ever. Nice. Cool. I'm going to tag you, Andy. All right. First time I went, I was 15 years old. Um, we went to California to go visit my uncle uh, who lived in Los Angeles, and my mother took us to Disneyland. Right. And I, I kind of had like that 15-year-old thing where this is for kids, this is for kids. And then um, my sainted mother waited in three, for three and a half hours for us to go on the newly opened uh, Star Tours. Awesome. So this is like 1987 uh, when I went, and I was just like, I didn't know rides could be this amazing. Yeah, and that's then, too cool. Yeah, and then that's when I also discovered how amazing um, Pirates of the Caribbean was, and just the magic behind that and, and the Haunted Mansion. And I'm like, oh, especially right, I'm in Disneyland. Yeah, I'm sold. Heck yeah. All right. So, uh, Mike, yes. tag. Um, first time I went was probably when I was three, but I do not remember anything about it because I was three. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> cool story, bro. Uh, but the, the first time that I did remember anything was I was I was 10. And, you know, we all I went, I went down there. We drove down. And then we stayed at my uh, grandparents' house because they lived down there during the summers. And the things, uh, the memories that stick up for me the most was there were two rides that I wanted to ride most of all. Both of them at Epcot. One of them was the Maelstrom. Mm -hmm. And the other one was the Living Seas. This is before Finding Nemo in the Living Seas. Yeah, yeah. back with yeah. the Deep Six, or not Deep Six, but at the uh, uh, Sea Space, whatever the heck the thing was called. I'm exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. And the uh, we uh, never got on to, we never got on to uh, the Maelstrom. And That's then, tragic. Uh, we, uh, it was like the end of the night. They, we went to Living Oceans, so we went. And we walked around. We didn't even go on the ride. We just walked in, looked around at all the aquarium, and then it was time to go. Ugh. And then the next time I went down to Disney World, down to Epcot, it was Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> see. So that's that's every time I uh, remember, I mentioned it to my mom. 
Because I, yeah, get what right, guess what right I never got to go on that I really wanted to go on. Hey, Mom, remember was, when you made me look at all the aquariums and I needed to go on that awesome ride? It was, it was all your fault. <laughs> and it was, it was one of the first times that uh, Disney did like an elevator that was, that was kind of immersive. And I'll never yeah. forget like the bottom, like you'd stand on the ground and, and the bottom of the elevator would kind of shake because they were like, you're going underwater. And then all the walls in the elevator had like bubbles of water and stuff going up it. And then yeah. you could look at the ceiling and see the same kind of thing. You know, it was, it was always one of those yeah. memories as a kid, same type of thing, you know? Yeah. That, now, that, we, we, you know, we did that elevator and then we left and that was, <laughs> that was it. Now, whenever we go on the, the ride there, I always tell Julie in a, the most perverted way, I get to get inside your clamshell. Ooh. Yes. This is, this, and I say this it loud if, yeah. so the kids can hear me be perverted. <laughs> I've literally never heard those words out of his mouth. Old monster. I say it to you all the time. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then and then to get him back, I go, mine, 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 oh mine, 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 mine. She, yeah, <laughs> she does it. She'll go on for 30 minutes doing it. I just want to pop her in the head. Yep, walking from the walking from the coral reef all the way to the American Pavilion. <laughs> I said it one night. Uh, Wait, you you just hit him hit her back with it's a small all that. Right. <laughs> See, I'm okay with getting that stuck in my head, so not a bad thing. <laughs> uh, fun stuff. All right, next. Hey, Julie, if you could choose any character to be your best friend, who would you choose, Pascal? Hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Sorry, he's amazing and he's adorable and has little facial expressions. And I feel like we really connect on like a deeper level. Like I would totally understand everything that he was saying. And he loves art, and we could have so much fun together. <laughs> Just don't play hide and seek with him. Yep. I would You'd win. Never find him. <laughs> hey, Rapunzel could find him. I would find him. All right, I'm in a tag, Andy. All right, I would pick Baloo because there's nothing more I would like to do than just rest on a bear's belly while we float downstream. That Heck sounds yeah. fun. All right, Jason. So even though he's uh, a little campy and can be quite annoying at times, Olaf. Well, I mean, you did marry me. Yeah. This is this is true. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I would say Olaf. And the main reason for Olaf is because uh, as a glass artist at Disney, he was my very first character I got to make. And I got to design the character and approach Disney with it and everything and get their approval and go feed, you know, feedback with the artists and stuff. And uh, so he's got a special place in my heart. And, and are I we all surprised? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Are we all surprised that I didn't say figment? I'm a little surprised. Yeah. You know what? Now that you mention it, I you know, would <laughs> And I appreciate you mentioning it because I would probably like woken up at two in the morning going, she didn't say figment. I, I would say I have an equal number of Pascal and figment stuffies, but I definitely have more figment ones because there aren't that many Pascal ones, but there was a little shoulder Pascal in magic kingdom and he was constantly sold out. And then the parks closed. No. Yeah. So Olaf, but I want as long him. as as long as he has his little uh, personal flurry. Well, now he's yeah. got the, the the frost on him. The permafrost. The permafrost yeah. yeah. So he's <laughs> I have no bones and no skull. <laughs> yeah, but now he's more mature. Yeah. Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> I don't even know a Samantha. Uh, that's so awesome. Mm. How are you, Mike? <coughs> 
Uh, well, <coughs> I didn't specify, I didn't go down to like just a single character because the question that you guys sent out was characters. Oh. So I went with the Toy Story 2 toys. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. How much fun would that be? Come on. Forky! No, no, it's Toy Story 4. I thought you said Toy Story 2. Oh, sorry. Ah. I thought you just said Toy Story. He's very specific, honey. You gotta listen. Yes. I just got excited when you said sorry, sorry, sorry. Toy Story <laughs> and went right to Forky. Yes. But, well, no, see, it, for me, it wouldn't be Forky because I would call him Sporky. Yeah. Hey. Mm. Definitely. Right. Okay. Did we all Could go? We? Okay. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, Mike, who is your favorite Disney princess? Well, uh, since I can't choose Princess Leia because she's a general now. Uh, I'm going to go with Moana, actually. Nice. Just because, uh, I mean, I just, I like it how, you know, it's not about, like, you know, finding your true love or, you know, like, you know, beating, like, the bad witch or wizard or whatever. It's just about helping her people and, you know, fulfilling her, her desires, her dreams to both lead the people and, you know, experience the ocean. I mean, and that's, this is really cool. And I just, Plus, I think her voice is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And her bravery is just incredible. Exactly. Yeah, she was she was up there for me. She wasn't my choice, but it was a, it was a hard choice between her and a few others. <laughs> for sure. Also, because I have recently become obsessed with Moana. Apparently, I hadn't seen it all oh. the way through. I'd, like, watch oh. it and fall asleep halfway through. So I hadn't huh. seen it. And then... Jason was like, what? And then we watched it one night, and then I wanted to watch it every night for the rest of my life, and he created a monster, and he regrets it. Yeah, the rotation is Hamilton and Moana soundtracks. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start getting all the songs mixed up and have my own little mashup here soon. They go hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to be tag. in the room when it happened. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tag Jason. Okay. Uh, my favorite Disney princess is, uh, and this for me was a, no problem. Julie even <laughs> knew the answer. But uh, Snow White is my favorite princess. To the point uh, where he used to stalk her at Epcot. Let me tell the story. Ooh. Don't get me in trouble here. And it wasn't at <laughs> Disney. It was at Epcot specifically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just for, for, for one reason is I... Uh, she's being the first Disney princess in a sense for the movies and what it did for Walt and Disney animation, um, the history behind her character and the way she was, you know, animated. I mean, everything about the whole the whole process of the movie uh, makes me one of her my favorite. Uh, but also, I have a thing for uh, chicks with dark hair and uh, kind of that goth kind of crazy look, and uh, the opposite of Julie, basically. <laughs> I'm I sure had she dark was hair when at, we met. She was goth at one point, so yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely was. I shopped at Hot Topic before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hipster. Like, th- like the original Hot Topic when it was actually like terrifying to walk into. Yeah. But when I first started working at uh, for the Arebus Brothers, I worked. Um, I was working at Epcot for the first three years, and uh, the cast member who was friends with Snow White was like their perfect Snow White when she was in costume. And I would take my break, specifically knowing her schedule when she'd be out meeting, greeting, and stuff. And my daughter and I would talk when I would be on uh, my break, walking the world showcase. I'd Facetime her or whatever. And uh, 
she always she's like, "So you buy snow right now?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yep." I put my phone around. And she's out there, but I. But for me, really, it wasn't that I was stalking her because of Snow White. But I love, I love watching the princess interaction with the kids, and how the kids are just so thrilled and excited. And this specific, like this cast member, my daughter ended up actually getting her picture with her eventually when I took Candace for one of her first times, um, with me at least. Her and her and I having a solo day, but she was like a spot on Snow White, and that's uh, there you go. Nice. I used to also stalk Anna and Elsa <laughs> when they were there, <laughs> just because they were uh, they were fun. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, who went first? Hey, Mike did. So, uh, Andy, I'll tag you. All right, actually, I'm going to echo Mike's sentiment with uh, Moana. Um, nice. I, I mean, I truly think that Moana is one of the best Disney movies in any of the eras. Agreed. And um, it's just that she is so unique in terms of, of how the Disney princess uh, mold goes. I mean, they even make fun of that in the movie, which is just fantastic. Um, but the fact is is that she's she is very self-reliant. I mean, she she's not afraid to learn things. She wants to learn how to way, um, wayfind, and she does that. And it's just, it's amazing. And her songs are amazing. And there's nothing... There's nothing about the character that grates on me, which is kind of a uh, an issue. And please take another photo. I really look terrible right now. That's um, okay. I had to do it for our, our uh, Instagram stories. Oh, okay. I was actually wondering I, what the hell that button did, not to interrupt you. But just <laughs> <all> <laughs> did did you just take do? a picture of me with my compu- with my phone up in my phone face? Phone right in front of your face. Oh, yeah. But I, um, I, just, I think that she's just a fantastic character. Um, just in general, I am blown away that there was that there were no meet and greets in the park for her. Mm-hmm. It's like they they had her like as soon as the movie came out, and then they went away. And she's like, I think arguably one of the most popular characters now. Agreed. 100%. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when the Epcot redesign is finally finished, I'm oh, yeah, sure they'll sure. have her. Yeah, because yeah, I'm a little yeah. upset that there aren't as many Moana items in the parks like they have a moana like set of figurines and they have the pua like coffee mug and i think they had like the hey hey stuffy or something like that but i want more and like they had like the cheap tacky like necklace that was like plastic and like real fake yeah no no my favorite show is go on sorry yeah, I was just gonna say that it's just odd too because you know we went to we were staying at the Polynesian, you know, two and a half years after the movie came out, and there still wasn't much. Well, even with Moana. Lilo and Stitch, and there's the a thing, bunch of the Stitch poly stuff. Is still, the the Polly is still the Lilo and Stitch place. Yeah, but the thing is, there's so much Stitch stuff, but there isn't even there's like a pin with Lilo on it. Right. You know, she's not really represented either, which is frustrating because she's it's a cutie all pie. Stitch. Yeah. Not that I don't love Stitch. There's actually an entire Stitch store in Disneyland. I know. Oh, I've, oh, that oh, in Disneyland. Okay. Yeah, me and uh, me and Jana spent a lot of time in that store. I was like, oh my god, a Stitch store! I have to look and touch everything. And Andy has thoughts on Stitch. Me yeah. too. Yeah, I um, I I actually when the first time we went to Disney World with my daughter, and it's just like. One side of Main Street is just nothing but Stitch. And I'm like, I excuse myself for one moment, walked into a corner and just typed to Mike going, what the fuck is up with Stitch? 
<laughs> yep. Agreed. Tag me first. All right. Uh, Julie, go ahead. All right. Um, what, what question are we on? Favorite Disney princess. Are, okay. Favorite Disney princess. So, forever, my favorite Disney princess was Belle. She's well-read. She's smart. She was independent. She saved her dad. She tamed the beast. That's John's favorite, too. But then Tangle came along, and I was like, oh. Yeah, no, he said he was coming back. He had to change devices. Um, And then I was like, Andy, you're back. Yep, sorry. Are you still recording on your other? Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've got my setup going here. I'm just going to throw this on a charger real quick, and I'll be right back. So continue your story. Okay. Um, I wonder why it always blurs on the phone. That's interesting. Like blurs the background. Um, okay. Oh well, whatever. Um, but yeah, so she was always my favorite, and then Rapunzel came along, and I was like, I feel like I can relate to her like youthful side and her basically like finding joy in everything and being really really excited about even the smallest thing. Like I feel like me and her connect on that level. And then there's and then there's Anna. Who's like super klutzy and ditzy and like drools. not afraid to stuff chocolate in her face. Exactly drools. Like wakes up with her hair all a mess. I remember actually when Jason and I first started dating, I sent him a picture of me waking up one morning and my hair looked exactly like Anna. But I just feel like <laughs> a combination of the three of them would be my favorite Disney princess. So so Julie? Princess Julie? Like, pr- princess Julie. Exactly. <laughs> Um, no, but, why the hell not, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was really funny because Jason calls me his queen, and I was like, "But I feel like I really relate to Anna." And then in Frozen Two, I'm like, "Ah, oh, there we go, full circle, makes sense now." Yeah, perfect. All right, I am gonna. I really want to know what Jason's is for this one. So, name a scene, moment. Jason said that ours is gonna be the same for this one, and I don't think it is. But name a scene. Or moment in any Disney movie that never fails to make you cry. Uh, when gra- uh, Moana's grandmother dies and she becomes the manta ray and f- mm. floats across the ocean all lit up like that, gets me. I just talking about it makes me want to get choked up. Because even like in uh, Happily Ever After, the projection show at Magic Kingdom, that's uh, that kind of goes into the next montage of like family stuff and um, just kind of leads off the beginning of me just becoming a hot mess. So. Yeah. So yeah, that that scene, and then also then the re- the reprise at the end when Mo- she shows up to Moana, you know, it's and uh, yeah, it's just it's powerful. My, my grandmother my for w- me has been like my my mother for me my in my life, who's still alive at ninety years old. So uh, mm-hmm. God bless. Yeah, that's my wife's uh, favorite, by the way. That's the one that she answered for this uh, question. Nice. So. I knew okay. that was going to be his answer. <laughs> But then when he said it's the same one as me, I questioned it for a second because that's not mine. I mean, I do cry, but I had I have had very different. Cool. Well, I'll tag Mike next. Uh, the moment that always tears me up, I and I actually rewatched it before uh, before we did this just to make sure. I was like, yeah, it still <laughs> I love still that. works. That's amazing. <laughs> it's uh, that's it's it's not a sad moment, but it makes me tear up. It's uh, the King of Pride Rock moment. 
from mm. Lion King. Oh yes. yeah, definitely. I mean, yep. just seeing you know, it's raining coming down. He goes, he greets his mother, he greets Nala, and then Rafiki says, dude. "It's time." And then he roars and to the whole the kingdom. score, Ugh. and he's walking up the Pride Rock, and every time, I mean, I don't. I actually cry more than I like to mention about uh, in a lot of Disney movies, but this is the one that always, always does it for me. Yeah, it's so powerful. You're giving me goosebumps talking about it, man. Yeah, it's, I, I read this question, and I was like, when don't I cry in every Disney movie? <laughs> yeah. well, it's, 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 I can give you a scene in every after. movie that makes me cry. You're right. Well, with Happily, Happily Ever After, they should do like the, uh, Mufasa's voice of, you know, remember who you are, and it like echoes off in the distance. Then it goes into Go the Distance in the, in the soundtrack Ugh. of that show. And it's like just, just like like I was saying, you know, starting with Moana's grandmother and the thing on the castle, and then just going into the, to the that song and everything. It's just it's uh, that that moment in Mufasa is just remember who you are is just so powerful. Yeah. And, and then, then the first the king, time, you know, it's the so first good. time I saw Happily Ever After was with Jason when I moved down here, and I remember we went to Beer Garden for dinner, and then had to go to Magic Kingdom so that we could see this because he hadn't seen it since we started talking, yeah, and like so sure happily, yeah, so happily ever after for me is also a crazy tearjerker in every possible sense of the, the show. <laughs> well, uh, Julie, what's your uh, teary moment? So mine is also from The Lion King. Uh, uh, okay, I, I well then it's mm-hmm. the only other uh, moment. It's got to be Simba. When Simba uh, eats that slug. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when when Mufasa dies um, and just... So, okay. In the new one, like everything about the new one made me cry. The sunset, everything. Like, But this scene really hits me in the animated version because they just make Simba look so sad and so helpless. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas does such a great job at like conveying that complete helplessness and it's i cry every every time i watch it i'm like i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry and then without a doubt like from the second scar pushes him off because he thinks first off he thinks scar is gonna help him and save him and then he betrays him so you have that like trust completely betrayed and then you know the look in his eye as he's falling back like just completely baffled that his brother would do this to him and then you see Simba screaming from you know the cliff that he's on no and then you know when he sees him and he's like dad dad wake up come on it's time to go home dad and then he like crawls in and like snuggles with him oh every time (laughs) gonna make us all cry honey come on (laughs) yeah it's powerful and the animation and that then that whole sequence is just stellar yeah yeah all right, so it, I got I gotta I gotta kind of cheat my way out of this with a three way tie because I, I like really kept coming back to three different things. The first is the second reprise of how far I'll go. Yeah, when she yeah. actually gets out on the boat and starts singing, and I am just like, it's just there's something about her voice. I'm just reduced. Mm-hmm. She just like, <laughs> um, but the other two are actually from Pixar movies. Uh, the scene. Of Andy giving his toys to Bonnie oh, yes. at the end of Toy yeah. Story three, and I still have that. Jason still hasn't seen Woody. it. That's one of the, one of the films I haven't seen yet. 
I just I just found my Blu-ray. Damn it, Jason! I know. Not only could we watch it, premise, but yeah. Not not only could we watch it on Disney Plus, but I also just found my Blu-ray copy. Yeah, there's no excuse. No, I appreciate you doing that also because I was seriously thinking about. I'm like, I'm gonna cry right now. Um. And then, I, I would put I would put so long partner as one of my points, but I've only seen that movie once because I okay. can't see it again. Right, right. And then the scene um, at the end of Inside Out when Ooh. Riley comes home, yeah, and oh she gosh. breaks down. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, Inside when Bing Bong fades away too is another one of those. One of those oh, god, oh god, stop it! <laughs> yes. Stop it! Uh. <laughs> When yeah, he like terrible. sacrifices himself to save her, oh. send her to take, him. Take her to the send moon. Her to the moon for me. <laughs> God, stop it! <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? I asked that question to my wife, and she's like, "Um, every Pixar movie, right? I mean, yeah. I remember when we went to go see Up, the beginning and the end. Oh yeah, just her oh, cheeks are just God. glowing with tears. Coco, Jason, Jason oh, hadn't seen the beginning scene to Up. I hadn't Ever? seen the whole movie at all because I, I had to I couldn't watch that opening scene. Yeah, so so we watched so we watched it the other night, and by the other night I mean like six months ago. Yeah, eight months ago oh. when I first moved down, and we're sitting there like in bed together, like <coughs> you know we're sitting in bed together, finally finding you know our person and like they're us and <laughs> watching Carl and Ellie. <laughs> Like both of us just kind of like bawling our eyes out in bed, and I was like, "Okay, ready to watch up." <laughs> uh, I mean, the final "Remember Me" from Coco is yeah, oh, same. Yes. Yeah, it's another one. I know. God. Oh jeez. <laughs> and you know, and the funny thing is, like older Disney does has never made me as emotional as newer Disney. So older beauty, Disney scared beauty the and shit the, out of me. Beauty and the Beast made me scared. Made me you know, sad. I, when I the Beast dies, I cry every time. Oh, okay, I never. That never affected me. Monster. I don't cry when the Beast dies, but I always get emotional when the transformation is happening. Like yeah, I'm, okay. I'm just I, I'm not like upset that he dies, but seeing her so upset is what always gets me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's the like even in Hamilton I was like oh Philip's dying and then you hear Eliza no yeah and I was like okay I'm done all right yeah Where's the last my third the last third of that second act destroyed me so yeah and then it's like the music just gets so somber too and you're like I'm never gonna be happy again <laughs> I still haven't seen Hamilton. Well, all of this watch. is all of this is history, so it's not like I'm spoiling anything for you. <laughs> Wait, Hamilton dies? What the hell? He gets <laughs> shot by a Aaron Burr? What? Yeah, we started we start watching it. And I, was like, I was like, you know, Hamilton and Burr, like the, the famous duel, like Haunted Mansion, you know? Like, <laughs> like, the, like the milk commercial? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason's like, oh, isn't that portrait in the Haunted Mansion or something? <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right, next question. All right, next question. Let's go to Mike. What is your favorite Disney movie? This one, this one took some doing because you know, is it all time Disney movie? Is it only live action? Only animated? So the last so one went... is live action. So let's. Okay, so if we're going favorite animated movie, I think this is his favorite Disney movie. Period. Um. 
In that case, I think I gotta go with Aladdin. Okay. Oh snap! Um, and just just so we're aware, this is the animated one. Not that I have any issue with the live action. I actually like the live action one a lot more than I thought I would. I thought I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. After watching but, it a second time, I enjoy it. like every time I see it, I like it more and more. Yeah, but yeah, that the uh, I mean. For me, like my favorite animated movie of all time is always kind of a toss-up between Aladdin and the Lion King. But most of the time, I land more on Aladdin just because it doesn't have those like those emotionally, you know, ripping up your heart and stomping on it moments. It's, it, I mean, it's an emotional moment, and then like at the end when Aladdin sets the genie free, oh, every time right here. But yeah. it's, we also, it's a happy moment. Can we also talk about how Aladdin is a sinking to the bottom of the ocean and the genie's trying to save him and he's like you gotta help me man i need you to make a wish <laughs> yeah. i cry every time that that scene happens too but it's well, you know got some of the greatest music from um any animated any disney movie period um and the characters <laughs> are great jasmine's great aladdin's great the genie is fantastic jafar abu abu uh yeah iago it's just, it is such a great movie. It, usually, it, it's going to end up by my favorite Disney movie. Well, Mike, I would, I mean, I don't know how controversial of a hot take this is, but I would, I would venture to say, at least for my own personal likes and dislikes between those two, Aladdin's a more fun movie than The Lion King. Lion yeah. King is a great movie, but Aladdin is so much more fun. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like Iron Man versus The Dark Knight. Right, Dark Knight is a better movie than Iron Man. I would rather watch Iron Man, but Iron Man is more of a feel-good movie than the Dark. Yeah, I would watch Iron Man every day, any day, every day. Dark Knight, I gotta build myself up to watch. Exactly, exactly. So I actually did not get to see Aladdin in the theaters. I remember going to the movie theater, and it was in Framingham when the theater had like, it was like maybe like three theaters, and one of the theaters had a second floor. That had like a little balcony seating that I never got to go up to because I wasn't old enough. But Aladdin was completely sold out. Movies do that. They sell out. Um, Well, now they do when there's like three seats in the theater because they're all comfy. But and I guess if it's Harry Potter or Star Wars. But anyway, um, Aladdin sold out. And so we had to go see a Muppets Christmas Carol. Not a bad choice. It was not a bad choice at all. It was so good. I love that movie. And like that's why it like holds a special place in my heart because like it's I think it's actually the first going to the movie experience that I remember was seeing. I never saw it in theaters actually. Muppets but, Christmas Carol. Well, I didn't see that one in theaters either. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Andy, go. All right. So my favorite is going to be the Jungle Book, and it's more because it's always been my favorite disney movie um i mean we're going back almost 50 years and it's always been my absolute favorite disney movie um it's not the one i always go to when i want to want to pick me up for a disney movie to watch but i've always loved the songs baloo is one of my favorite characters uh you know kind of as i mentioned earlier with you know who you want to be your best friend and it's just because it's so Cool, and it just the, the the added weight of the fact that it is Walt's last official Disney movie mm. kind of adds to that, and most of the animation that they stole from that to put into uh, Robin Hood and Aristocats. So, yeah. heck yeah! All right, so uh, Jason, 
Well, uh, my favorite movie is also Aladdin. Yeah. And uh, all for the same reasons, for the fun, campy kind of funness. It does have the best soundtrack, I think, of any Disney films. Uh, when I was, I saw the movie in the movie theater. I was 16, 17, and my sister bought me the VHS version for my 18th birthday. And when I would come home from high school, my, nobody would be home. It would just be myself. So my sister was off playing with her friends or whatever. So I would go out into my living room, and my dad had this really nice full surround sound stereo system. And I would crank up the VCR, and I would, I would literally watch that movie just pretty much every day after school for my senior year, my senior year in high school. Um, you know, sometimes I come home and roll up a doobie, and then get blasted, and, <laughs> and then and then watch it, or I'd be sober, you know, just whatever. But it got to a point where I had that entire film memorized from like the opening to closing, all every word, everything, and a, a lot of it was. Early on for me was like when they first were introducing uh, types, different types of CGI into the animation sequences of films. And mm -hmm. Aladdin was one of the first ones like the, with the magic carpet scene, which still and you can watch it today. And it's, it's like watching Toy Story 1 today. You know, it's a little off. But for understanding what it was at that point in time, it was incredible. You know, seeing the freaking the lion's mm -hmm. head coming out of the sand. I, I love the new version of, the, of Aladdin. I think that was one of the things that they effed up on was not having the line coming out of the sand, like that animation sequence, like you get in the animate in the cartoon version. Would have been awesome to see that in today's CGI. Um, but it was also cool that, um, uh, what the hell's his name? The, the voice of Megatron. I know his, I know his name. I was having a brain fart. Oh, Frank Wilder. Yeah, yeah, thank you. But he was, he was the, the guy that did the voice for the, the lion. Um, so and they brought had, him back too. Yeah, exactly. To do this, the second, yeah, totally. And that's what for me. That's what was fun watching the live action one. I went in that into the live action version with no expectations whatsoever. You know, I I, I knew Will Smith who of who he was because growing up with, with Fresh Prince. I was so I was like, what is this like Fresh Prince of Azkaban? Which is what I said in the first <laughs> one of our first episodes. <laughs> but uh, you know, seeing him. You know, in the film early on, I was wasn't sure how they were even going to start the movie off. So the way that they did a little bit of a twist with the him starting off the movie and as a genie, not knowing that until the end of the movie and how it all came together, was very interesting. But I eventually forgot that it was Will Smith. Like it was, it's, it, he. I kind of immersed myself into the film, and I really love how they, even like the big parade sequence, he comes out with that giant hat on his head. You know, because he tells Aladdin like, you know. You don't want to wear big, a big hat, and but he ends up coming out with the biggest hat ever, and then it explodes <laughs> with all the confetti and stuff. And you know, it's just the overall story is really good. Um, he says, also, "You call that a big hat," and then comes up with a bigger one. Yeah, but but also myself too, growing up uh, with my mother working her ass off, but growing up on welfare and not having a lot of money as a kid, um, the whole riff raff street rat song that he does in the little little part of the end of that. Uh, of his, with, you know, spike spork, spike spork, <laughs> yeah. spike but, spork. But that, I spike love that spork. little song, that little sequence <laughs> of that song. Like it really, re still, it still today relates to me. Um, so sorry, that was from another one of our episodes where I was talking about the spike spork that they had, and I sang it <laughs> to the riff rest yeah. song. So thank you. But yeah, so <coughs> Aladdin for all those reasons, and for all of Mike's reasons. Yeah. And uh, Julie, you're next, I guess. Thank you. Um, so it's interesting because what Jason did with Aladdin, I did with The Lion King. I sat in front of my TV at like five years old or however old I was when that movie came out on VHS. And I'd watch it and rewind it and watch it and rewind it and watch it and rewind it. And I'm sure my family loved me for that. Um, but... Did you rewind it in the VCR or did you rewind it in a rewinder 
that was separate from the VCR. Because I had a VCR. Corvette that rewounded all my yeah. VHS cassettes. Yeah, we had one of those. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, but I rewound it in the, in the VHS tape player, whatever it's called. Um, but my favorite Disney movie is The Emperor's New Groove. Okay. It's just a like fun, feel-good movie. I always laugh hysterically the entire time. Kronk is great when he learns how to speak squirrel. The Emperor is just hilarious. There's like so much sarcasm, and it's just like a lot of dry humor, and it's just so good. <laughs> and uh, it, it's one of those movies that like me and my sister like kind of grew up on together, so like that holds a special place in my heart because you know we always talk about it and if i see like fun memes or like someone had a tattoo of like the kuzgo's poison on their arm and things like that like i always share them with her uh someone dressed up as kuzgo and isma for um isma for uh mickey's not so scary halloween party one year so i took a picture of them and sent it to my sister, so, like, it's just... And then, you know, Kronk's New Groove came out after that, and you're like, oh, it's also so good. But, yeah, the Emperor's New Groove, and how it starts off at the beginning if, with him as a llama, and he just goes... Best ever. Wait a minute. It's Let's so see where good. she's going oh. with this. And then, <laughs> and then I love how um, Kronk is trying to, you know, get rid of the body... And he's oh, yeah. like singing his own theme music, and he's like, "Oh my god, is he singing his own theme music?" And then he goes up against the wall, and he's like, "Oh, and then and then the oh, it's just like so so many funny parts." But when the uh, angel and demons are is are on his sleeve, on his shoulders, and uh, they're like arguing back and forth, and uh, the devil goes, "But can you do this?" and does like a one-handed handstand push-up. And Kronk is like, I don't understand. And he's like, no, no, no. He has a point there. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. all right, you guys are just confusing me. Uh, go away or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and is just watching. He's like, what is he doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. When he's like talking to them later on. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, when he like, when she like uses the broccoli <laughs> to like pound him, like kill oh, him, yeah. kill him. And he's like, oh, you want more broccoli? <laughs> oh, it's just so good. And Kidnizma is fantastic. Yeah. Mm. So good. I've seen that movie right. one time. Well, we're about to change that. You you literally just saw that whole movie. Just yeah. now. That was my first time. You're welcome. <laughs> you. uh, squeak, squeakum, squeak, squeakity. Please give me back my nut. <laughs> you have taken my nut. <laughs> um, <coughs> all right, let's go to Andy for this one. Overrated Disney movie. Okay, overrated Disney movie? Sorry, Jason. It's Snow White. That's all good. Ooh! Ooh! Because it isn't the movie that I like. It's just the the fact that she's the first princess. Yeah. And a lot of that just has to do with the fact that I feel that it was the first, and there's a lot of accolades you can give it, but given the grand scope of 80 years, is it really that good compared to what we have now? I know that, like, um... I remember this, I tell Mike this story a lot, that, like, 15 years ago, AFI did, like, a series of top ten lists, and they had top ten animated movies, and all but one was a um, Disney movie, which was Shrek, and the number one was Snow White, 
Because Did you say Shrek was a Disney movie? No, no. I said Shrek is not a Disney movie. It was only one of the top ten of the greatest animated movies of all time. Oh, that was not. Uh, sorry, that I thought you not, said there was yes. only one that was Disney and then no, said Shrek. No. And I was like, oh. But Snow White was their number one movie. And it's like, <gasps> you're going strictly off of its classic status and not really off of anything else. I mean, even in all the right. classic in the classic vein, Pinocchio is a better movie. Fantasia is a much better movie. Yeah, Pinocchio is phenomenal. Like in terms of groundbreaking animation styles, like that. Yeah. Just the whole whale scene is just phenomenal. And but Fantasia, you... Fantasia is just just the most ambitious movie ever. Yeah, definitely. Especially the way Walt wanted these movie theaters to put these like super nice surround sound systems and stuff that yeah. were so expensive and they couldn't afford to do it. <laughs> you know, he lost a bunch mm-hmm. of money on that movie. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Uh, let me ask Jason. What's yours? Lilo and Stitch. Is my uh, is, okay. is mine? I still don't get it. Yeah. I I can't watch that movie all the way through. I can't attach myself to that film whatsoever. I've tried to watch it over and over and over. I love the music in the movie. Um, I think Lilo as a character is great. I like how mischievous she is and just kind of just being honest and 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 uh, kind of naive, I guess, in a sense. But I, I just I can't I can't attach myself to it. And again, I still do not understand. The craze with Stitch, to me Thank he's you. to me he's super fucking annoying. It's like people, so people people these days think that Figment's annoying, but it's because they didn't understand, they haven't seen the original Figment character. Because today's Figment character is is can be kind of annoying, but I still love him yeah. to death. But to me, Stitch is just like if if the if the meet and greet character of Stitch still had all of his arms, I would be all about meeting him. Uh, for the the Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, it's not so spooky, not so scary. What the hell's called? Um, I love Not when he's so dressed scary. up like when he's like in his Elvis costume. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, but I also, in my generation, which I'm not sure if you guys got the experience, was uh, the um, Alien Encounters that the Stitch Never did. took over. Never got to go on. I it. wish. Oh man, it was incredible. Scary, scary as shit. I went there, tripped my balls off on uh, for grad night with all my friends. <laughs> so you know. We got like super extra scared with that <laughs> that ride, <laughs> in 90, back in 1995. But anyways, so uh, I know what we're watching tonight. <laughs> I'll be I'll be sleeping. But yeah, so yeah, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> I just <laughs> like hold your eyelids open. I just I just still can't attach myself to it. And again, I love the music for that movie. I love the the whole everything else, but I just yeah. There you go. Yeah. My my, my first thought was honestly was going to be Nightmare Before Christmas, but because of Tim Burton and his the groundbreaking uh, animation that they do within that film, I couldn't yeah. have that be because it's definitely it's amazing. Yeah, I'm not still not a huge fan of it, except for I understanding the production value that goes into that. Yeah, film. I told yeah. Jason that I wanted to get a Nightmare Before Christmas welcome mat that said the Borg holzers, and he was like, "Absolutely not! Nightmare Before Christmas is awful. I hate it." And I was like, "I wanted okay. a frozen mat. Come on, honey." I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Alrighty then." So yeah, so uh, I'll tag uh, back to Andy. Oh, I already said mine. Oh, oh, I was, oh yeah, back to Snow White. So I'll, I'll go throw it over to Mike then. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I I like this movie, but I do think it's overrated. Is uh, Cinderella? Yeah. See that? I mean, because I mean, quite frankly. Cinderella and Prince Charming are the least interesting characters in that entire movie. Oh my gosh, yes. I do like Gus Gus. Can't 
Give yeah, I mean, Gus-Gus. the the mice are cool. The birds. Hell, even the step stepsisters have more personality than Cinderella does. The, I, the I fairies. Mean, I mean, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking other, other than the fact movie. that the movie We're is good. based around them, if they had been left out, it probably would have been a much more interesting movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was I was actually confusing your least favorite with my most overrated. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, definitely some uh, weak characters in terms of who's supposed to be the lead in the film. Yeah. And the movie's only like a, a little over an hour long, and it really feels like they stretched out, stretched it out because the story is yeah. it, the, the story is like this big, and they stretch it out into much more than it needed to. And if you've ever read Ella Enchanted, it's a much better version of Cinderella. Movie. Don't like the, don't the like movie? sisters Meh. like cut but their toes off and stuff like in the in the, oh, yeah. in, the in the yeah the original yeah the, to try so and get their so toes in, to fit. So what did you guys think of the live the live action version of Cinderella? Same kind of. Story. I actually I haven't, haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it either. I've heard reckon, good things though. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it a lot. It, it definitely there's more character development in that film because it's definitely centered around Cinderella and her trials and tribulations going through what she went through uh, with losing her family and that. Because she's Alice, mother. right? I think so, same girl. Um, but um, Helen Bonham Carter plays the fairy godmother, and she does the bibbidi boppity boop in terms of the only song in the in the movie that's done. So it's not mm. like a, a musical type of situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, for the first Disney ad- adaptation for a live action, I thought it was really good. Um, and even like the the pumpkin scene of the you know the coach coming alive and everything it was like it was really neat the way they did it. So I definitely recommend it, for sure. Cool, cool. cool. Bouncing over to uh, Julie then. All right, so I want to thank Andy and Mike because I could not decide between three, and you picked two of the three. So uh, <laughs> my, mo- <laughs> my most overrated is Sleeping Beauty. Oh. Okay. So I know it's or Bambi. I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I still don't think I've seen Bambi all the way through. It's been hard. But, uh, okay, so as far as Sleeping Beauty, like, the the godmothers, the fairies, whatever they're called, hmm. are super fun. Flora Fawn and Mary, Mary Weather. Yes. And, um, uh, I don't know. Just not a fan she like goes to live no i don't know i'm confusing my my original disney movies doesn't she go to live in the woods yes okay yeah. i'm not crazy all right i'll get only seen well, it a couple times well she goes to live in the woods and then she pricks her finger on the spinning something wheel. yeah okay i'm like is Actually, that rumple stiltskin what am i thinking of <laughs> I, I rewatch. um we uh, andy and i rewatched that fairly recently to review it for our channel yeah. and um it was actually better than I remember it being. I just okay, so the music really annoys me in it, and that's fair. That's fair. The, the end <sighs> sequence with Prince with Prince Charming and or you know, I guess that's the prince in that one too. No, and, Prince Philip or Prince Philip. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, and uh, and Maleficent's dragon. Like that whole sequence at the end of that film gave me nightmares as a as a young kid because I actually got to see that movie in the movie theater when it was re released. I saw, yeah, I was fortunate to see a lot of Disney re-releases in the movie theater. Fantasia, for instance, uh, you know, what have you. Um, and it definitely was one of those things where it scared the shit out of me. And, <laughs> and you know, just seeing the evil queen's face. Um, I remember waking up in the middle of the night one night and seeing her face on the back of my door. And it just didn't go away. It was, like, still there. She's, like, watching me sleeping. So, so what uh, came out first? 
Um, Cinderella. It's not, it's came not first. called. Um, no, 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 no. It's not called Merlin. What was that one? Sword and Stone. Oh, Sword and Stone. Yep. Was that? Did that come first, or did no. Sleep, Sleeping Beauty come first? Sleeping Beauty came first. Okay, because I like that crazy dragon sequence much better than Sleeping Beauty. But anyway, so speaking of movies that cause nightmares, total side tangent. Um, when I was younger like really young i was probably like seven or eight my friend brought over the like original people version of hansel and gretel that terrified me because they she literally like first off she's a creepy creepy ass witch and then she like shoves them in the oven and like yes they escape yada 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 but like really creepy like not played down version of this movie and i remember that night i had a nightmare that the witch pulled me out of my bed and i woke up on the floor. Most traumatic experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. And my mom was like, I can't believe that she brought that over for you to watch. I shouldn't have let you watch it. Da, da, da. But yeah. I can't watch Pinocchio to this day because that mm. transformation sequence, I yeah, I, I can't do it. it no. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The donkey scene. That whole like, yeah, Pinocchio yeah. was creepy. Yeah, All right. I, I can't do that. I am going to take the underrated Disney movie for myself because I don't want anybody else to steal mine. Meet the Robinsons. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't going to steal it, trust me. Yeah, don't, yeah. No, no, don't worry about J- it. Jonna, Jonna might have stolen that one, but I'm not. Yeah, no. Okay, so so it was actually between two, and I don't remember what the other one was. But, oh, my underrated Disney movie was a made-for-Disney TV, like Disney Channel movie. Brink. If you've never seen it, it's on Disney Plus. Go watch it; it's amazing. Um, it's about this kid who roller skates, and his dad doesn't want him to roller skate and thinks he's wasting his life away. And then there's this whole like rollerblading sequence at the end that he has to win, and he's on Team Puppin Suds. And anyway, um, but yeah, Meet the Robinsons. It was so good and so funny and so wonderful. And like the scene with the T Rex. Where he has the hat on and he's controlling him and then the kid goes into the corner and he's like, my little arms can't reach. Oh, God, you guys. <laughs> Whatever. It was amazing. Alright. Well, fine. I thought everybody was going to take that, but whatever. No, no. Mike, I'll tag you. Alright. Uh, I've kind of got two choices. One, one is very, I mean, it's well known, but it's an older one, so people don't really know about it too much, but 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Seriously, mm-hmm. if you've never seen it, you need mm-hmm. to see it. It is so amazingly good. Uh, James Mason should have won an Academy Award for that one. Um, but my other choice is Darby O'Gill and the, and the Little People. I've never Such heard of fun, that. Really? Nope. Yeah. It's part movie, of the reason why um, Disney Plus exists. Yes, I know. I love it. So um, where the toys come from was a Disney movie, and I don't see that on Disney Plus, and that makes me angry. Condor Man's not on Disney Plus, Julie. So I, I don't think anyone's calling for Condor Man. I am. Okay. But, I, oh, I actually found where the toys come from on YouTube and was playing it for Jason, and he was like, "What oh. the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. He was like, "I can't watch this anymore." Yeah. And but I yeah, fell asleep Star- watching it, and he was like, can you turn this off? And I was like, no, <laughs> never. Darby O'Gill and Little People starring a very young, pre-James Bond, Sean Connery. Mm. Interesting. Did yeah. he sound the same? 
yeah, he kind of does actually, and yeah. he sings in it. Oh man. Um, but yeah, it's all about a guy named Darby who uh, claims that he's uh, you know he's captured the king of the leprechauns, and they use a whole lot of like you know force perspective to make the uh, leprechauns look small, and it's 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 just a fun like nineteen sixties what nineteen sixty four or so movie. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, there, there's a scene at the end that, at, at the time, scared the piss out of me with the banshee. <laughs> it, yeah. Mm. But, uh, it, 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 it still, it still holds up. It's not as scary now, obviously, but it, it still actually holds up pretty well for effects of the, t- of the time. So, cool. Yeah. Oh, I have a second one. We'll wait your turn. Well, then, I, I guess know. we're doing bounce back to Drew. No, bounce to someone else. I already okay. had one. I don't want to steal someone else's actual first choice. Although, judging Jason. by my choices, probably not. <laughs> Let's bounce to Jason, then. Cool. Well, Meet the Robinsons was on my list of uh, ah! of uh, runner-ups, in a sense. Um, for overrated. Coco You're just was trying also to make one. me feel better. Th- Coco is another one for me as a, as a, as a runner-up. And I'll, I'll only say that because it was the one of the lowest box office uh, money makers for for Pixar and Disney. And Do you know why? Movies. Because there was a movie in front of the movie, and no one wanted to go see two movies. Right? No, I, no, I totally. Thanks, that. Frozen. But I, I still Actually, hear on and off people talking about like you know, I've had arguments about that film before from with people. Onward is uh, is overrated, uh, underrated as well. Uh, oh, Onward for sure. is incredible. Yeah. yeah so, I Onward think... just happens to be a victim of of happenstance, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, the only, my only problem with Onward is to me it was very had a very similar connection to Frozen in terms of the sibling connection and the growth between two siblings, mm-hmm. but on a completely different spectrum of fun. I feel like it's totally different. But it's interesting that you mentioned Coco because uh, every time I walk into the Mexico Pavilion, I want to watch Coco. And I, I say to Jason, I'm like, I'm going to watch Coco tonight. I'm going to watch Coco. And then I get home and I'm like, I don't want to watch Coco. Like, there are certain scenes in it that I absolutely love. Yeah. But, like, I don't, it's just, I don't have a desire to, like, sit and watch Coco. That movie has some great think, Easter eggs, too. So, I think yeah. my issue with Coco is Remember Me won Best Song instead of This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. And that angered me. So, I think that's right. my issue with it. Cool. <laughs> but my real answer is Tomorrowland. Starring the one and only George Clooney. I did enjoy that movie. Yeah, I thought it was a lot I fell of fun. asleep. I watched the beginning of it. I, I, I was the third act didn't didn't hold up for me, but the rest of the movie was fantastic. Yeah, same with me. I felt that they some of it was rushed a little bit in the storyline. Yeah. you know, they could have done yeah. a little bit more so. But for me, it was just fun seeing the the like seeing Small World, you know, and the, and the outdoor ride of it, and the different things that were going on within inside Disneyland at that time period, when Tomorrowland was first kind of coming around, and being uh, developed, you know, and then redeveloped, and then redeveloped again, and reimagined, as you know, mm-hmm. call it. But uh, yeah, that yeah. So yeah, I think I fell asleep after he found the Tomorrowland coin and or whoever, and was in the elevator, and that was the most mm-hmm. I saw. I like how I he asleep. escaped through the, through the bathtub. It was fun. As I as actually as went. Actually signed yeah. up for a uh, Chevrolet uh, ma- mailing list just so I could get a Tomorrowland pin. At, um, <laughs> nice. At, That's uh, amazing. At the um, oh, at the, the test track. 
Yeah, test track. Yeah, that was one of the pins I wanted to get, and I still like when early on when those first came out. Now you can get them more often, but yeah, that was one of the one of the pins I was seeking after. And I'm not really a pin collector, and that was one of the ones I was like, I gotta get this. I'm a pin collector. So, okay, I guess uh, that, I guess it leaves me Andy? then. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna say Brave is mm. one of the more underrated uh, Disney movies. Oh, don't make that face. Um, Sorry, we watched it the other night, and oh. it's just. I think it's one of these movies that is for Pixar. It's it's right in line with a Disney movie, but it's very ambitious and different for a Pixar movie. Yeah. Um. The character is fantastic. She's she's kind of like the proto Moana and the fact that she doesn't need, she doesn't need anything but her own smarts and her own skills to get by. Um, and I think sometimes even more so than Moana, cause she doesn't have Maui with her. Uh, but it's see... sorry. Continue. All right. I was going to say it's beautifully animated. It's a great story of mothers and daughters, which, you know, for, you know, my wife and my daughter, it, that's a big, that's a big thing. That's a really big thing for us. And it just, it's, it's it's a it's a beautiful movie to look at, and I, it always routinely ends up on the bottom of most people's best of Pixar lists, um, for a lot of reasons. I think one of those reasons is it doesn't fit. It it fits a different studio's mold. It's almost like in 2012, mm-hmm. the uh, artists over at Pixar went over to Disney and vice versa, and Disney made the Pixar movie Wreck It Ralph, and the Pixar guys made the Disney movie Brave. That's yeah. just really how it felt like. Yeah. I feel like I was expecting more from it from all the hype that the mm. like trailers and previews gave it. Like there wasn't really any explanation in them. It was just like really beautiful scenery. Brave. I don't know. I, I think more. it was one of one of Pixar's first films too where hair texture was just like so realistic looking, like in, in a way that her hair is and everything. It's yeah. just uh, Yeah, I love so, that movie. So the thing is, like, the difference between Moana and Merida that I I feel is, like, yes, there wasn't a, like, prominent, like, love story and, like, finding a guy. I felt like Merida was too young to, like, be interested in guys. And that's why there wasn't a love story. Where with Moana, I feel like... She was like grown up and mature enough that she was like, "Fuck all those stupid men on the island. I don't want anything to do with any of them." So I feel like yes, well, Brave didn't have like, you know, the the love story and her needing a guy. I feel like she was just not at the maturity level where she would have been interested in guys. Where I feel like Moana was really just this extremely like empowered woman. I feel like Merida was more like, you know, that. 12 or 13 year old that was like fuck you mom i'm gonna do what i want Mm -hmm. kind of so like that's the vibe that i got which i mean the whole story was super cute and i love the like bond that her and her mother had at the end but the second time when jason and i watched this recently all i could think of was the mother calling uh the father fergus and all i could think of was supernatural (laughs) <laughs> so it took me completely out of the movie and I was like, oh my God, is that the voice of Rowena? And then I had to Google it. And fun fact, the voice of the mother is not the character that plays voiced by the same character that plays Rowena, but in the Brave video games, the one who plays Rowena from Supernatural is Merida's voice. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. 
And then and, I fell uh, asleep. <laughs> and, and, and Brave is also a major component within the Pixar theory. Uh, if you if you want to you know read into the Pixar theory with uh, Boo being the the witch, fascination with oh. bears. Interesting. Yeah, have, have you guys? Do you guys know about the Pixar theory? I, I I've I've heard yeah. Elements of it, yeah. Uh, did she? Uh, she didn't really have a fascination so, with bears. So uh, Super Carlin Brothers have a YouTube channel. They're two guys that do all kind of different things, mm-hmm. and they there's someone out that wrote the book The Pixar Theory, which connects all the Pixar films together inside of their own universe. Um, which all starts off with a good dinosaur and then goes into even to uh, current films and they're all connected. It's, it's, and, if, and the Carlin brothers did uh, their own video of how they, everything connects. If you want to like see a video on this, on the Pixar theory and they uh, have onward incorporated into there as well. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's fascinating because there's like, it, uh, they say boo is, is the queen because of the doors being magical doors to time, different time periods. And that hmm. the monsters, when they would go through doors, they weren't going through doors during their time period. They were actually going to doors that were in the past, back when humans were still on Earth. And hmm. uh, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting connection. But there's uh, a bear carving that looks a lot like Sully in, uh, in Brave that's on the wall. You'll, if you watch it again. Which one was first? Monsters okay. Inc. was first. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say that because I know you mentioned Pixar's hair in... Uh, with Merida and Brave, but that tex- texture, that yeah, that texture was actually created for Sully yeah. in Monsters Inc. Like that's what they spent the most time on, like getting his hair to look like hair because yeah. like that was you know super important for that. So that's where it like started, and then they were like, well, we'll step it up and make it curly and <laughs> and Brave. And isn't Merida the only princess on in the Pixar films? Yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She's from the other studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's next, babe? Um, who did I start with that round? Me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike, favorite Disney song? Uh, it, for the longest time, it was A Whole New World. Mm-hmm. It was A Whole New Same. World right up until last year. Last November, specifically. When okay. it became... Lost in the Woods yeah. from Frozen 2. Oh, that's so, so good. good. <laughs> I mean, it is. It checks off all my bar, all my checkbox. I mean, uh, it's like a vaguely Ario Speedwagon-ish, Journey-ish, 80s throwback pop ballad. I, yes, please, more. Yeah. Give me more. We so actually good. did a Disney show back in April um, discussing... The comparing like the original Disney songs to their pop covers that show up at the end, yeah. and um, oh. Mike was Mike was not in agreement with everybody else that Weezer killed it. They they just they got the point, they got the memo, and they just did not. They they fulfilled the order just with gusto. Okay, no, so because they, they they changed it from an eighties pop ballad to a modern rock ballad, and no, thank you. So they still got the they still got the Queen guitars in there, and that's what's important. So Panic at the Disco's version of Into the Unknown yep. is wait, no offense to Idina Menzel because she's brilliant, but they decided to destroy her voice in Frozen One like assholes. Sorry, but I'm very mm-hmm. very upset that she can't sing Defying Gravity anymore. <clears throat> but uh, I feel like Brandon Urie just oh. He's so yeah. much better. He's so much better. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Okay, so my issue with um, Lost in the Woods is that 
I love Jonathan Groff with a fiery passion. And I just think he has an absolutely brilliant voice and incredible range. And uh, when he sang um, his little like reindeers are better than people song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want him to have his own song. Like he needs a song that does his voice justice. And I love it now. But watching it the first time in the theaters after hearing that he got his own song, I was like, I wanted to cry because I was just so disappointed that that was the song that he got. He, he got to harmonize with himself. I, yeah. And I know, but every <laughs> pop singer harmonizes with themselves. But, but he harmonized with himself four different times. I, yeah, as reindeer, anyway. honey, remember? Yeah. Anyway, I, anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. Um, so, like, I love the song, but um, I, I'm so grateful for Hamilton and giving me uh, uh, whatever that song is. And yeah. George but, yeah. What the fuck is that song? Oh, my God. It's like I, I mean, I could sing it for you, but I don't know the name of it. It's okay. No. It's called Lost in the Woods. No, no, no. This <laughs> is <laughs> a song from Hamilton. You'll be back. Okay. Um, like that focus, like uh, showcases his range, and he. Ugh, I just love him so much. Well, plus, he's, he's, plus, I also, I also love Lost in the Woods not only because of that, but because it's a complete reversal on the usual trope. I mean, usually it's the princess, like, no, where's where, one day my prince will come. Very like, true. No, this yeah. is this is Kristoff um, singing. You know, no, she's my One Direction. She is my my uh, my One True my, North. Exactly. Yeah, it was perfect. I love it. But yeah, no, no. And like the thing is, it was amazing. It was hilarious. It was like that comic relief that you really needed in the movie. Yeah. But I remember sitting in the theater and thinking, wow, all of these songs suck in comparison to Frozen 1. And now I've gone back and watched it and listened to the songs again. And I'm like, no, 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 way better. Show yourself. It's fantastic. But like, yes. But like Anna's song, her like first song, I was like, or whatever the some things never change i was like like the songs that she got in the first one i just felt like were like so much better and i feel like poor anna didn't get enough good songs again Kristen bell has this incredible voice i wanted to hear that range i wanted to hear her sing more i just Uh, julie What's your favorite Christmas uh, Disney song? Though? <laughs> oh, we're going back. <laughs> Sorry. back on track. Back on yes. track. Thank you. Um, Jason, what's your favorite Disney song? <laughs> uh, Go the distance from Hercules. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And again, it's the it's it's the connection to. Uh, Happily Ever After's show as being like the main main thread of the song to, for that show. I remember but what it, my new favorite song is now. But it's also for me at the time period when that when I really uh, got into that song, I found an acapella group, which I can't think of their name off the top of my head, uh, that does an incredible version of that song. And uh, like to give you goosebumps, that, you know, kind of thing. And uh, it just kind of just really connected me to Hercules even more so. And Hercules is a fun movie. Uh, you know, it's not one of my favorite Disney films or, or animated even, but... Uh, it's got a great soundtrack, but yeah, just that that particular song is uh, very meaningful. Yeah. yeah, I think that whole soundtrack is super underrated. I even like the Michael Bolton version, to be honest. Yeah, it's not bad. I love Michael Bolton. I could listen to some Bolton for sure. <laughs> uh, if you guys know the the Lonely Island boys, yep, 
Um, Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, yes, on our on our so way good. to dis. I first off, I didn't realize how many f bombs there were in that, and we have like cannon in the back seat, and I'm like, can we listen oh, to yeah. it again? And they're 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 not even like. That is just a very, very inappropriate song. Aside all from all songs are aside from yeah. I know, but I didn't realize how much because all I th- could think of was this is a song of Captain Jack Sparrow <laughs> with his mountains of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Life is a box of chocolates. So, <laughs> so Julie, what's yours now that you remembered what it was? Um, okay, so my original, original favorite song before recently um, was I Can't Wait to Be King. It's just like a fun, feel-good song. You got the little like Zazu chiming in. I appreciated it. It was awesome. Um, yeah. But my new favorite song. Okay, so I have two, but they're both from Moana. And one is We Know the Way. And I love it because it's in mostly Polynesian. And Jason was like, why don't you look up the lyrics so you can learn it? And instead I just listened to it over and over again and learned <laughs> the lyrics. I didn't have to look them up. Um, and then How Far I'll Go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, honestly, that whole, that whole fucking soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, they're just like really like, we know the way is just like this really great, like upbeat, awesome song. The like bass in it is just like, with the drums and it's just so good yeah if you guys get a chance to look up on youtube for the the group that actually sings those songs and they have a bunch of live performances that they do and they're phenomenal nice nice all right so i guess that leaves me actually hold on i have another one. Oh no okay. mike's right. recording is gonna end in 15 minutes can you extend it i don't think so we can uh, do this we can do this we're good yeah. So, Fire I'll get mine. Yep. It's it's how far I'll go, because as I mentioned earlier, I am a puddle listening to that song. It's just like, it hits everything. It's the perfect Disney princess song. Agreed. So, and the, the fact that it goes through so many evolutions throughout the movie, um, mm. It's the same song, but it has different meanings at the end of each of those verses. It's just, it's fantastic. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I am Moana. It's fantastic. Yes. Oh, yeah. The goosebumps and like uh, at, the, at the very end, you know who you are. Oh, my gosh. I cry every time. Yeah. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't say um, I see the light from Tangled because that's me and Jason's wedding song. Yeah, so. that's, song that's fair. Of that too. Yeah. Of course. All right, so why don't we move to? I'll I'll take over. Wait, on this did one. Jason have a favorite song? Do we already? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I threw to him because I forgot. Yeah. Okay, so least favorite Disney song, Andy. Uh, all right, least favorite Disney song is going to be "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." Ooh. Overplayed, overrated. The wrong the wrong song from Lion King won that year. Um, it's just I don't. I've never cared for the song either the film version or the Elton John version. And I just feel, I don't want to say pandered to, but it just feels weird in the context of everything else that's happened. Especially, you know, it's also the last song in the movie. Like the last actual sung song in the movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't so, think about that, yeah. Yeah, and it's so, just like... I gotta disagree with Andy yeah, on this so, so overall, yeah. um, 
I agree. I don't like the Elton John's version at all. But I do love the Simba and Nala singing to each other in that. I think that's absolutely brilliant. It's wonderful. The it, I love singing it. And I just think that clip it. Yeah. From that song that, is perfect. And that's that's Completely the thing too. I always, I always felt like the, the movie version of the song had always taken a backseat to the Elton John version. Because the Elton John version is the radio friendly version. Right. So, all right, I pass this over to Julie. Speaking of Elton John, Aida is coming back, and I can't wait to go see it. I'm so excited. Um, So my least favorite Disney song would have to be, uh, I mean, literally anything from Cinderella, Snow White, or Sleeping Beauty. But um, one day my prince will come. (laughs) It's like, bleh. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I'll buy that. I don't like it. It's not good. It doesn't, it gives me no feels. At all. <laughs> it's just like... Mm, yeah, nope, not a fan. Alright, oh, sorry, who's Mike. next? Tag, you, Mike. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of songs I'm not a big fan of, but if you want to go with my absolute bottom of the barrel, least favorite Disney movie, it would be the Alessia Cara version of How, Our Fa- How Far I'll Go. Yes! Yeah. Well, we so, mentioned it on our Geeks uh, Out episode. This was just... It was awful. She didn't understand the song against, at all. It's, it's a crime against humanity is what yeah. it is. Oh, so the geez. only reason why I liked that at all is because that's the version that they played in Wegmans when I was working, and I love that song so much that just being able to like sing along, I was okay with it. But yeah, awful, awful, awful. So bad. So I, I mean, and to put it in one of, one of my favorite Disney movies... It's just a crime against humanity. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. Terrible. All right, so, uh, Jason. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say um, uh, the most of the songs from Pocahontas. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the majority of those They're songs. They're savages, savages, you... barely even human. Okay. <laughs> so, Jason, we were driving to Disney one day. And uh, one of the songs came on, and I was like, dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. And he's like, what the fuck is that from? And I was like, Pocahontas? It's literally the song we're listening to right now. So the fact that he said all the songs from Pocahontas makes sense. I, I, I do like mine, all mine. My, that, that's, I do like that song. Oh. I like Just Around the Riverbend. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like, I like the intro beginnings of all the songs. Like the her her like leading up to the actual song, like those little snippets that she sings, and then it gets into the song, and you're like, oh, yeah. It's just a Disney movie that I'm not a fan of, just in general. Like I love I love the original story, like the true historical version. Yeah. You know, I remember I, I think, being I think it's one of the Disney's the Disney fied films that just they just fucked it up. I think to me, I remember being obsessed with Miko. When I was younger, and like the little like biscuits that he eats, I was like, I want those biscuits. They must mm. be so good, but they were probably like trash. Yeah. Because they were like rations. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, next question. <laughs> All right, so most memorable villain, Jason. Did that make sense? Most memorable villain, Jason. Uh, to me, it is Jafar. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's a that's a really good one. Yeah, Mike, that works for us on on our end. Yeah. Or we can just blast this out. It's up to you guys. 
don't know. He only has I. Uh, well, yeah. we'll go has we'll go as far as um I'll go we'll go and then how far we'll go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. we, Lightning we can round. Start, uh, we can yeah, always start so there. Villain yeah. okay, Jafar so, for sure. Oh, okay. All right. Tag and I'll someone, go to, uh, Andy. All right, villain um Isma. Just perfect in every way. She's a great villain. She's a great comic foil. And just so memorable. And yeah. I throw the baton to Julie. Um, I will say Scar. Okay. Yeah, he I was just because the Lion King was like my all-time favorite, and I love his voice. And my favorite is like, "When I'm king, what'll that make you? A monkey's uncle." He was just <laughs> so great. Heck yeah, Mike. So, yeah. Um, guys, this is the most memorable Disney villain. There's only one answer, and it's Maleficent. I so I knew yeah. you were gonna say that because I was thinking that in the back of my mind, but meh. I mean there. I mean you you guys pick great Disney villains, but there's only one that's the most memorable, and it's Maleficent. Yeah, she's very yeah. villainous. Yeah, very villainous. So good answer. Awesome. All right. So what is the next question? Next one is favorite classic Disney movie and favorite modern Disney movie. So we'll start with Mike. And so this is starting. Modern Disney starts renaissance and then classic is before that well i'm going to disqualify aladdin from my list then because it's my all-time favorite Mm -hmm. um but my favorite classic disney movie is sleeping beauty because you know like i said we rewatched it and i actually gained a whole lot more appreciation for it and my favorite modern disney movie i'm gonna go with zootopia actually yep good choice good choice good choice good choice i mean I love uh, Nick and Judy. I think they're fantastic characters. They're great. They're multi-dimensional. They have flaws. They have strengths. It's great. And just the overall message of the story of the movie is way more than I was expecting it to be. It, it just blew me away on every single level. Plus, I saw it in Downtown Disney so on opening Perfect. night. That's so nice. that was Perfect. great. Perfect. So I throw this to Andy. All right, so I honestly, these movies we've got a lot of mentions already uh, on our conversation tonight. Uh, favorite classic is Jungle Book, and favorite modern is Moana. Nice. It's like it's the movie I cannot live without. So, yeah. Jason, uh, classic is Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. and modern. Hmm. This is a it's lightning a, round, babe. Yeah, I know. It's a tough one. The, <laughs> the, the, the modern... I'm going to go with Moana, too. All right. Yeah. Good man. Julie. All right. So my favorite classic Disney movie is The Fox and the Hound. Okay. All my eyes out every time. So I know under the, like, what does, what song, with the what makes you cry every time I went with The Lion King... I went with The Lion King because Jason hasn't seen this movie or hasn't seen it in a really long time. And the part that makes me cry, I don't want to ruin it for him. Um, And then my favorite modern Disney movie has to be between uh, Moana, Inside Out, and Tangled. I can't decide. Fair enough. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And uh, favorite Disney score. Let's go with Jason. Hey, Andy, this is still my podcast. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, sorry. It's 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 the it's the host mode. I'm always in host mode, and because I'm a I'm a trainer, I also have to kind of lead those conversations too. I know. I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, I know Jason, what you mean. Whenever I'm on other shows, I do the same thing, dude. So I get it. 
Yeah. I kid, I kid. Uh, Jason, favorite Disney score? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Star Wars and John Williams. Counting that one? Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I it was So it was we hard. weren't going to until Jason saw this question. And he was like, well, I guess I'm going to go with that. Because I was trying to think of like a soundtrack versus score. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I have to go there with it just because it's, you know, it's officially Disney, even though we're yeah. not talking about, you know, we haven't brought anything else about, about these movies. Um, but yeah, definitely John Williams and Star Wars. Awesome. Uh, Mike, I'll pass it on to you. Um, I mentioned it, King of Pride Walk earlier and yeah, it's Hans Zimmer's Lion King score. So good. Wait, is that a feather? Oh, oh God, I fell on my ass. Oh my God. What's going on? <laughs> Funny, <laughs> but yeah, no. Han Zimmer's uh, Lion King score just every 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 uh, choral group of that is masterful. Don, yeah, he's awesome. Just in everything that he does, I love his work. Yeah, oh for sure. Uh, throw this to Julie. Nightmare Before Christmas, and I say that, and I, I so under normal circumstances, you wouldn't think like the score from the Nightmare Before Christmas, but I had the pleasure of seeing this on Halloween at Symphony Hall with the Boston Symphony Orchestra and Keith Lockhart. Nice. <sighs> I wore my nice. Uh, nice. Nightmare Before Christmas leggings. There was this whole little like scavenger hunt beforehand and all these like themed foods that you could eat. It was so incredible. And like it's brilliant, amazing, wonderful, fantastic, phenomenal. So uh, whose favorite score is last? Okay, so Andy. All right, my favorite score is Pirates of the Caribbean by Klaus Bledel. Because it Ooh, just... I forgot the about that. The second you think about it, Good it's call. there. It lives yeah. in your head for the rest of the day. Yeah, Definitely. I changed my that's mind. I picked that yeah. one. I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah, that's one I totally forgot about, and that's part of part of again happily ever after is one of those part of that 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 show is they bring in that soundtrack. It's so good. Mm. Yep, exactly. All right, just goes on forever. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this again. So, Mike, your favorite live action? My favorite is Mary Poppins, Chim Chimery. So Very good choice. Very so good. good choice. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. <laughs> and I did like Mary Poppins Returns as well. It was yeah. very good. But it, that it's still not as good as the first. I like that it didn't try to be Mary Poppins. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it didn't try and remake the original. It was like an add-on. Right. Right. Nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> hey, Jason, what's your favorite live action? <laughs> uh, Pirates of Caribbean... The Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, or is, that, is that what I said? Is that what, is that, is that what it's called? <laughs> I, I, will say, I will. Yes, that's yes. the actual name. Of, uh, okay. Dead Men Tell No so Tales, the last one. Pirates of the Caribbean, was, the good one. People don't give yeah, it enough credit. It, it was actually really good. Yes. I I, I love Absolutely. it. And it was so good. And it was good a good closure for the story, too, in a sense. I still yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah, she hasn't seen it yet. It's so good. Yeah, so just, I, the, just the upgrade yeah. in the animations and the, and the special effects and stuff, it's just... I think I have to piggyback on this one because before The Greatest Showman, this was the movie that I saw in the theater the most, and I saw it four sure. times at the Lowe's Cinema in Natick before it went away because we had the Framingham Cinema and the Natick Cinema. I saw it four times at Lowe's, and uh, I had the whole thing memorized at one point. Hilarious. Like, some of the greatest jokes that, like, 
right over your head too it's so phenomenal and obviously the score what is, is incredible and like you just you, you feel the movie oh okay i piggybacking on Jason's. Oh, Pirates. Pirates. So uh, just so you guys know, my first answer was going to be Old Yeller. I can't. Just as a, ah, just as a child and, and, and the memory of that film, what it did to me. Yeah. Yeah, same here. If I you haven't seen the original Robin Hood from like 1932, though, that was pretty spot on. Just kidding. It was <laughs> awful. It was awful, guys. <laughs> but then you brought up the soundtrack for Pirates, and I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The first yeah. Pirates is so good. I'm like I'm trying to figure out like what other live action movies because I'm sure there's some that were totally missing here that oh the <laughs> Mighty Ducks yeah ooh that's a good but call. Honey I Shrunk the Kids was one ooh, okay. loved Flight of the Navigator Flight of the Navigator one of my favorites Cool Runnings yeah. ah okay so sorry yeah. sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna unpiggyback from Jason Cool Runnings. I remember okay. seeing that as a kid and my mom being like, you need to see this movie. It's so great. And I was like, um, yeah, I doubt it's going to be great. Yeah. And then it was phenomenal because one, John Candy is like incredible. Yeah, John Candy. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole thing, we are the Jamaican bobsled team. And the dude's like, I'll give you a dollar to shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like classic and amazing. And it's like, you know, the story of these underdogs who, you know, yeah. Don't do so great in the end, but it's still like such it's a, a rocky. Story. It's the rocky moment. Yeah, it's a common thread through all Disney films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In Rocky, they, they, they lose rocky, at the end. He loses in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Is that no, what I say? It's the rocky. I'm moment. saying in cool they, lo- they win for losing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. She's easily I guess that means, I, guess I thought you meant it was yeah. like a rocky moment in the movie. Oh. Gotcha. Okay. I was like, All no, right. no, no, that's the end. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that leaves me then. And no I, one tagged I'm going to back on Jason then because it's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl. Nice. It just like, it's the only, it's the first pirate yep. movie that was successfully done in every aspect. It It looked good. It was a fun movie. It performed well. <laughs> Everything that Cutthroat Island was yes. not. <laughs> have you seen the original Treasure Island? I have. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. from the 1950s. Very first a very different movie. era in filmmaking. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess like like Disney kind of oh. somewhat invented the pirate speak in a sense too. And they were talking about uh, Barbosa. Uh, his character was designed after... Uh, what red Blackbeard probably whatever the cat Long John Silver whoever the fucking pirate is yeah Long John Silver yeah 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 Barbosa kind of uh, took makes his, sense makes his sense. persona in a sense for uh, for that movie yeah yeah I can see I can yeah. see Long John Silver in there yeah I love so, it cool yeah well then is that it no that sixteen questions wow That's that was sad. fun shout out to I hurt my brain. <laughs> Another shout out to twenty. I'm very disappointed that we don't have sixteen more. Can you imagine no. if we did the thirty questions? How long this podcast would have been? Oh my god, we had to set set over for another night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part, part two. two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the awesome. Obscure I, questions. Yeah. But, okay, uh, I have one. Being a Disney foodie, we'll we'll call it, we'll have a mini Forky food section. What's your favorite Disney snack? Oh, off the top of my head, Mike. Um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, okay, would be cookie, cookie cookies, from... but I'm, those are just extraordinarily hard to find. So the real one does. Yeah. So they have them at so Starbucks go, still, but they're not the same. The snack that I've had more recently is a Disneyland churro. Mm. Uh, Which one? Actually, Just a regular one, or was it a flavored one? During the Halloween section, so it was kind of one of those sugary, um, the the new ones. Yeah, but I mean, quite frankly, I think Jonna sent me a picture of it good. when you were there. So my favorite churro was in Disneyland, and it was a chocolate churro drizzled Ooh, with chocolate and peanut butter sauce. Mm-mm. Oh, it That's was good. like it was like a churro that was cut in half and put in this tray together and just drizzled with all this goodness. And I was like, Jonna, I love you, but I'm not letting you try this one. I also had a grape flavored one. It was interesting. Ooh, interesting. It was like grape sugar, like sour sugar on it it was Kool-Kool-Aid. weird maybe uh i'm <laughs> tagging andy all right so the i would have to say and i'm just trying to think of something out of the ordinary that i loved as a snack and i'd have to say that the heart of defeating mm. cone which is the lime dole whip is mm. phenomenal hmm. i had the I, tinkerbell I had cone also the lime dole whip, dole whip super delicious oh it, it's it's amazing hmm Oh, nice. Yeah, I heard nice. that's really good, too. Yeah, it's it's better than the citrus one that they have at Magic Kingdom. Because that, that one tastes like straight-up orange concentrate, yeah. orange juice concentrate, and it's just not pleasing. So who are you taking? Hmm. All right, Jason. Uh, mine's a seasonal snack that is the bacon maple cupcake that they sell during... Uh, flower and garden usually over in, in America. One of the few things you can get there that it's actually good. Like they have a pork slider and a couple different things. Uh, but they also have a limited edition mm. bacon maple stout that goes along. And it's a great pairing nice. between this warm chocolate cupcake that's got caramel and, and bacon in it, and then this pairing of this beer is phenomenal Tasty. that you can only get like once a year. So yeah. unless you go every day for food and wine, then you can <laughs> have it ninety six days a year. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't actually know how long food and wine was last year. Um, What's yours, Miss Julie? All right. So I have a couple because you mentioned the Tafiti cone. And Mm -hmm. I remember, so actually this was the first time Jason and I, it was like our first date really when we were in, um, Magic Kingdom and we did breakfast at, um, the Crystal Palace. So obviously, my favorite Disney treat is floor waffles. Um, just kidding. Yes. If you've listened to any of our episodes, this little kid kept throwing waffles on the floor, and <laughs> he kept picking them up and putting them back in the waffles. Um, no, but because uh, I have the One Little Spice Food podcast, there were a couple tangled dessert treats that I absolutely had to try, and there was this tangled eclair. That was an eclair and it had uh, yellow frosting on top that looked like her hair and a little uh, chocolate frying pan that was super adorable, which was phenomenal. And then also the tangled cone, which I want to say was pineapple dough whip, but I don't think it was. Maybe lemon. Um, 
but uh, it had, you know, the glitter on it and some flowers and it was super pretty. I was actually just looking through my phone the other day looking for pictures of uh, Satouli Canteen actually to because I've been working on the website. But I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And I remember sharing it with Jason and like shoving it in his face and he had it like all over his face and he uh, he, he thoroughly enjoyed it as well. It was it was fun. But uh, but Dole Whip when like for the all time favorite treat awesome because i don't think the tangled one is available anymore which is really sad (laughs) yeah yeah well i think that's uh yeah well not to okay now we now we can wrap it up sorry i had to ask ask the last question i wasn't ready to be done yet all right (laughs) (laughs) well again uh you can find the guys out there in the cyberverse uh with youtube you guys do a live show uh just look up geek salad also um, you guys are active on twitter you can let uh, them tell us yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it, but I was going to ask him that too. It's uh, <laughs> all all the places that we can find you guys out there in uh, Cyberverse. Yeah, so if you're listening right now and you're listening on any of the pod uh, catcher apps like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Music, iHeartRadio, we are there as well. Uh, you can also check out our full archive at geeksalad.podbean.com. Uh, our YouTube channel, where we do weekly movie reviews, is uh, just Geek Salad Podcast right on YouTube. And uh, you can follow us. We're uh, most active on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio, uh, but we're also on uh, Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. And don't forget to dip in and check out our merchandise store at T Public. You can use uh, search word Geek Salad Podcast to find a whole slew of stuff. Heck yeah! And I will second that You're on welcome. the uh, potato chip episode. I had a lot of fun listening to that one. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That's I, one of yeah, my I enjoy favorites. All Eventually. Yeah, we need a we need a sequel to that one. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, uh, when I can see you guys again, yeah. <laughs> my favorite episodes are all the episodes that I've co-hosted. Okay, that's, I'm so just that's kidding. all our videos. <laughs> she takes, she takes there we go. <laughs> awesome. I get it. But those well, were thank those you guys. are always fun to record. Yes. With thank you guys so much uh, for having us. Yeah, you, you guys are quite welcome. welcome. Yeah, and uh, thanks again for the patience on getting our technology uh, set up here. <laughs> so. Oh, not an issue. Not an issue. You guys uh, get to sleep. Have a great night. Thanks again for your time. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation there with uh, Mike and Andy from Geek Salad. And again, uh, we'll have all their information in the show notes for you to check out. And uh, I think we had fun, huh, hon? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. Uh, definitely in, uh, kind of a, a bonus episode, per se, in a sense, uh, not doing our normal, typical things. And I think one of the reasons for me personally I wanted to do that because just just so much uh negative crap going on out there and and i wanted to bring a little bit of different kind of positivity into your earballs as you're listening to this episode into some fun cancer and banter i should say and uh you know give you give you some some things to think about too like what your favorite things are within disney and uh, if you'd like to share your thoughts and your answers to some of these questions you can find us on instagram at f yeah underscore disney as well as the same out there in twitter which we're uh, more active on and especially myself and uh, you can find Julie out there in the podcast world with her podcast, One Little Spice. And I uh, want to share some other stuff about your One Little Spice stuff real quick. Um, I have actually, actually, actually been working really hard on our One Little Spice website. So it is coming along beautifully and I can't wait to have it up. I want to get a few more reviews and some recipes up and then it'll launch and then I'll just keep adding to it. So you guys will get more and more awesome, awesome Disney food. Yeah, on a little side note, the other night uh, we decided to have a Ohana dinner at home. 
Oh, Julie, I forget about Julie that. tore it up, and uh, we uh, pretty much ate everything that you would get in Ohana, except for some steaks. No steak, no shrimp, no chicken. But I made the chicken wings and pot stickers and the noodles and that amazing honey lime dressing on the salad and the bread pudding. Mm-hmm. It makes Can a great some of that right now? sandwich. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, we'll put the links for her website and all the fun stuff out there as well. Yeah, so the website is still under construction, but you can subscribe by throwing your email in and you will get an email notification when the rest of it goes live. There's a magic carpet egg roll recipe on it for your viewing pleasure until it's fully up. Or you can follow Instagram. What's your Instagram? Uh, one underscore little underscore spice. And then Twitter is just one little spice. And Facebook is One Little Spice. And you can join the One Little Spice group on Facebook as well. And okay. talk about Disney food and share your Disney food memories and shit you're doing at home about Disney food. And listen yeah. to the podcast everywhere. There you go. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much for tuning in and listening to us uh, share our Disney insights and some fun fun conversation here. And uh, go check out Geek Salad. The guys are a lot of fun. They have a, a fun group of uh, folks over there doing their thing, sharing the, the world of geekiness. And all things nerdum, as uh, Julie and I like to, to share our, our conversations about the same kind of thing with you guys. So until next time, thanks again. And as the great Walt Disney once said, if you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way. If you would like to join a jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace. The haunting spree. So hurry back, we would like your 